Blog Talk Radio. What's up? What's up? This is Rich, My Take Radio, episode 10 for Thursday, September 10th, 2009. Uh, the music you just heard was Castlemania. Artist was Am I Evil? If you'd like to download this track, feel free to check it out at ocremix.org. Um, before we get into this week's show, a uh, couple of things. First off, want to say... Uh, Thanks to all the people that have uh, become fans of the show on the Facebook fan page. Definitely a, uh, you know, it, it's a step in the right direction. I'm going to actually be using that until the show has its official website live to post news, uh, links, and video clips. Um, also, uh, of course, every week it seems I have to come in and, uh, not scold anybody, but definitely make something known. Uh, off the bat, I want to say that um, usually when the show goes live, there is a chat room in which you can go and, you know, post messages and interact with other fans of the show. Uh, one of the things that's been brought to my attention, which I saw in the transcript of last week's uh, chat room session, was uh, certain comments that were made towards certain other users um, you know, not overly friendly on a personal level, kind of a personal attack. Fact of the matter is that, you know, I, I open the chat up for fans of the show to be able to communicate with each other. You know, I'm not here to babysit anybody. Everybody's an adult. But the fact of the matter is that, you know, if you're in there and you try and pull some slick shit and I get wind of it, your ass is getting banned. It's really that simple. There's no... There's no negotiating because, you know, it's an open forum. I like everybody to communicate equally. But if it gets to a point where people are starting to uh, mention that they're offended or annoyed or they're hesitant to interact in the chat because of, you know, personal attacks or quote-unquote trolling, save that shit for any other website or any other chat room. Don't do that shit in mine because I will fucking ban you, period. No negotiations, and it ain't going to be no, oh, I'll ban you, and maybe I'll bring you back. I'll ban you, and maybe if I feel like it, I'll bring you back, period. That's how the shit goes. But enough uh, chit-chat. Let's get into the show. Um, I have, hopefully, a special announcement that I may be able to share with you guys at the end of the show tonight. If not, it should be official by next week. Let's start with the MMA news, as always. Um, first off, middleweight champion Anderson Silva recently informed the UFC that he is going to be having elbow surgery. Uh, there's no estimate how long he'll be out, but uh, supposedly he was going to fight in November against either Marquardt or Dan Henderson, but turns out he uh, elected to have the elbow surgery. A lot of people are saying that 
you know, he's kind of taken the easy way out because he didn't want to fight Henderson. He actually, his management suggested that Henderson and Marquardt should fight and the winner would fight Anderson Silva. Uh, given Henderson's knockout of Michael Bisping, I think he's, you know, definitely in, in one of the top guys to get a title shot. Marquardt came in, put Maya to sleep. He deserves a title shot. Either one of those guys, you could put either one of them in there for the title fight, and I wouldn't have a problem with it. I definitely don't like the convenience of Anderson Silva electing to have <clears throat> elbow surgery, but it seems that, you know, it's a little it's a little suspect. I'm not going to shit on Anderson Silva because I enjoy him. He's an exciting fighter. But there's been a lot of talking in the sense that he, you know, he really wasn't looking forward to fighting Henderson. He kind of hinted at that. And, you know, his management threw out that little nugget of, you know, oh, yeah, have him and Marquardt fight and they'll fight Silva. So Anderson will be out for the remainder of 2009. He'll probably be back in uh, early 2010 is the target. So he's not headlining UFC 105 on November 14th. That is for sure. Um, Of course, you know, one of the things that I've always said, especially with, you know, MMA in general is MMA is not a team sport. It's a one-on-one competition between two individuals where one is trying to establish dominance over the other. Uh, Anderson Silva kind of fell out of favor with me because there were talks about him not wanting to fight in the light heavyweight division because he refused to fight Lyoto Machida, his teammate. Now, you know, Dana White said it best. This shit is not a team sport. And if you got to fight your friend, guess what? You're fighting him. You know, Anderson Silva's entertained the thought of allegedly moving up to heavyweight to fight in the heavyweight division just to not fight uh, Lyoto Machida. Now, you know, that definitely rubbed me the wrong way because you know what it is? If you're as good as you say you are, you should fight at your weight class. If you want to go up a weight class, you got to fight there. But the fact of the matter is that, you know, there's no reason why he shouldn't fight at light heavy there's none because you know what it is he's beaten the last few guys he's fought at light heavy and you know i kind of feel he's taken the chump way out by not going in there and handling his business you know if he's got to fight machida but you know i wish him a speedy recovery and i hope to see him fight either henderson or markhart in uh 2010 now before i move on to the rest of the news i had a uh somebody reminded me about this uh, in the forums, uh, Mortis gets props for that. Uh, the fact is that uh, in freak show news regarding MMA, Jean-Claude Van Damme has decided to fight in a Thai boxing match against uh, Samluk Kam Singh. He's an, an Olympic-level uh, kickboxer, I believe. I probably fucked up his name. But nonetheless, Van Damme is like 46 years old. He's fighting a Muay Thai fighter who knows how to handle his business, and it, what is he doing? Didn't he see what happened to Jose Canseco, you know, wanting to go in there and, oh, yeah, I, I practice martial arts and, you know, I'm going to fight in MMA. No, that's not the way shit works. The fact of the matter is you're fucking old. Learn the sport. You want to contribute to the sport. You know, learn the ins and outs of the sport. Practice it for fun. But don't just think you're going to fucking go in there. Why? Because you do pretty little splits and you wear fucking tight-ass jeans and, you know, what is he going to fucking do? Overact and fucking hope that he can do that triple spin kick that's done with camera tricks? Give me a fucking break, dude. You're 46. If your ass gets killed in the ring, it's your own fucking fault. 
But moving on into legitimate news, um, WA, WBA and WBC uh, welterweight and WBC junior middleweight champion Ricardo Mayorga is going to try his hand at MMA. Uh, Mayorga recently was in the news for suing Don King because Don King couldn't find him any fights and for alleged uh, violations of the Muhammad Ali Boxing Reform Act. Mayorga, age 35, you know, has been fighting uh, professionally since 1993, and he'll actually be one of the first real accomplished boxers to try his hand at MMA. Uh, allegedly, he signed a multi-fight deal with the Shine Fight MMA organization, and uh, he should be. He fought usually between 147 and 154. He's saying that he's going to fight at 155, and he's been working with American top teams. So, you know, props to Mayorga. It's sad to see that things like this may signal the death knell for boxing just because, you know, I, I like boxing. I do within reason. You know, there's way too much crooked shit in boxing. There's way too many fucking belts in boxing. You know, it, it, you know the sweet science is exactly that. It's a sweet science. But you know what it is? Greed has fucked up something so simple. So if these guys want to make the jump to MMA, I'm all for it. You know, Mayorga said it best. He said that he was bored with boxing and he wanted a fight. And, you know, in MMA, there's definitely going to be a chance to get fights in. So, you know, I wish him the best of luck. Um, last week, I mentioned, I took the opportunity to mention that uh, the Quentin Rampage Jackson rumor of him playing B.A. Baracus, uh, according to The Sun, was false. Of course like all good things, turns out that the rumor was true and that Rampage will indeed be playing B.A. Baracus in the new A-Team movie. Thus, him taking the role takes him out of fighting Rashad Evans at UFC 107 in Memphis. And as such, you know, I'm very happy for Rampage. I'm a, I'm a huge, huge, huge Rampage Jackson fan. But, you know, I'm very upset at the fact that, you know, he he basically, you know, he didn't take a title shot to fight Rashad. He went on the Ultimate Fighter to coach, and now that he can fight Rashad, oh, yeah, let me go do this movie. And, you know, no disrespect, I love Rampage, a fantastic athlete. But, you know, you got to take what you're good at and, and, and parlay that first into something. You know, worry about movies when you're going to retire. You know, the fact of the matter is that you know, you've you, you basically blown off two fights. The first fight because you wanted to smash Rashad, and now that you can smash Rashad, you blew that off to be in the A-team. I sincerely hope that he does a good job on the A-team and, you know, it opens up new doors for him. But on the same token, you know, as a selfish fight fan, you know, I really wanted to see him and Rashad scrap. But, you know, he's not the only one that seems to be going into the movies uh, Gina Carano, of course, the face, quote-unquote, of women's MMA, uh, recently is going to be the lead in a movie from Steven Soderbergh. Uh, it was posted in Variety. The movie's going to be called Knockout, and uh, Gina Carano's going to be in there with a couple of name actors. Uh, she'll play a girl from the wrong side of the tracks, quote-unquote, who's given a second chance to use her skills for constructive purposes. The film is said to be in this, you know, a mix of La Femme Nikita and Kill Bill, and it's going to be an all-out action film, quote-unquote. Uh, it's going to be shooting in Ireland, Turkey, and the U.S. Now, 
once again, Gina Carano is a fantastic fighter. But it seems that ever since she's become the quote-unquote face of women's MMA, I kind of feel that, you know, her not her training, but just her overall uh, mental toughness for fighting is kind of, you know, kind of slipped a little bit. Now, I could be wrong, but, you know, the last few fights, including the fight with Cyborg, she didn't have that, that hunger, that first-time hunger that she had when, you know, they did the first MMA uh, women's fight on Elite XC. You know, she had a different look then. She had a look of, you know, I want to go in there and make history. I want to go in there and, you know, uh, set, a, set the precedence for future women's fighters. It, you know, it's a shame. It's a shame, actually, that, you know, she's kind of not fallen by the wayside, but, you know, it feels like her mystique is gone because, you know, people see that she's, people feel that she's not taking it seriously. Once again, you know, I continue to hope that, you know, that, that they get, you know, they get famous doing movies, but definitely stick to fighting first. It's your bread and butter. It's what got you to where you are, and you should be loyal to the sport that made you. You know, it's always one of those things, you know, as a wrestling fan also that people complain about The Rock. You know, The Rock was, you know, one of the, one of the most popular wrestling guys throughout most of the 90s and 2000s, and he just parlayed his wrestling into a movie career, and he just pretty much said, all right, I'm done. He didn't, you know, do a retirement match or nothing. He just said, I'm done. And he, you know, a lot of people felt slighted just because he left them hanging. But, you know, I'm not going to get into the wrestling talk. Uh, let's, let me wrap up this MMA news. Uh, Diego Sanchez signed a new eight-fight deal with the UFC. Uh, props for Diego for getting that deal. He's 10-2 and two since being in the uh, He has a title shot coming up, which, you know, we're going to really find out if he's got the tools to get the job done. You know, BJ Penn are going to get it in. I honestly think that Sanchez has a shot of beating Penn, but I'm not going to go into it any further until it's closer to that fight. Um, what the hell is left? Oh, fucking Dan Henderson, who, of course, I was talking about earlier with Anderson Silva, is currently a free agent, allegedly, according to Five Ounces of Pain. Uh, his contract negotiations with the UFC have been fulfilled, and he is a free agent. It seems that, you know, the negotiations are, have been going kind of slow, and, you know, the I really hope that they that they work it out just because, you know, Henderson's a good a good veteran fighter. You know, he can still headline main events, and you know, it'd be a shame to lose him, especially to Strike Force. I mean, if he goes to Strike Force, he's guaranteed probably a fight with Fedor. But I think that right now, him fighting at middleweight, you know, he deserves another shot at Anderson Silva. Who knows? He may be the guy to beat him. But um, Henderson's last fight may be at UFC 103 against uh, uh, Ruggiero Nagara, the other Nagara brother. But until that gets settled, you know, I'm going to leave it as him still being with the UFC. Who knows? I could come back here next week, and he may be going to another organization. And to close out the MMA news, of course, uh, next week, the 16th, is the season premiere of the Ultimate Heavyweights. Coaches, of course, Chad Evans and Quentin Rampage Jackson. Now, the heavyweight fighters that are on there, they got a lot of great fighters. I'll run down the roster real quick. Of course, number one list is, of course, uh, Kim is going into the fighter 
you know, happened that Elite XC was, you know, a fluke and that he's the real deal. I honestly hope that Kimbo gets far and opportunities his skills in the octagon. I think Kimbo Slice has fantastic hands. He could really bust somebody's fucking face open. And I really want to see him get a fair shot, especially when he has the opportunity to do, you know, to do more, to more and to practice more. But who knows? We'll see what happens. Let me see here. What the hell is going on? It seems that people are telling me video is breaking. I have no idea why. Uh, it seems that Blog Talk Radio is, oh, yeah, they are doing, of course, maintenance during my show, which is being wonderful. Nonetheless, I've gone through, for, you know, 15, 20 minutes a show, and I did not give out the call-in number. So if you want to call in and discuss MA News or any of tonight's topics, feel free to call in 347-324-3541. Looks like we have our first caller of the evening. Let's see who it is. Yo, you're on the air. Oh, nothing. Hello? Guess not. All right. Well, I guess that uh, tried to call and couldn't get through. I am definitely upset if the show sounds like shit. And I apologize, but please bear with me. Hopefully it will pick up and self. I am hoping that it will not be like this for the entire duration of the show. Nonetheless, uh, as I said, Kimbo Slice is one of uh, first fighters on the Ultimate Fighters heavyweight, uh, along with Roy Nelson, who was IFL heavyweight champion, Wes Sims, Marcus Jones, who was an NFL defender, Mike Mitrione, Wes Shivers, Jim York, Justin Wren, Mike Wessels, a guy named Scott Junk, who I have no idea who he is. Uh, he had a shot in the UFC in 07, and he's trying his hand to get back in there. Uh, Zach Jensen, uh, Daryl, wow, Schoonover, uh, Brendan Schwab, John Madsen, Tom Blackledge, and Abe Wagner are uh, the for this season. We shall see what happens on the 16th. I'm not going to try and give my opinion on it because I've only seen promo tapes and I only know a few of the fighters over the next few weeks to be, you know, expanding coverage while I'm going to be expanding coverage on the Ultimate Fighter just because I'll have more feedback on more. And I'll even give a few picks. That's going to close out this week's MMA news. Uh, wrestling news are short, brief, and to the point. Uh, Bob Barker hosted Raw on Monday. I have to admit, as much as I shit on it, it was something that was, you know, not a total clusterfuck like the last few guests. Uh, Bob Barker actually came in there. They did a cute little spin on The Price is Right. And, you know, they did their thing. And it was good. I was entertained for all intents and purposes. So we'll see what happens next week when Trish Stratus hosts Raw. Uh, in some TNA news, uh, TNA former TNA Knockouts champion Love had to be from her contract because it's her work visa since she's a Canadian citizen renewed, and TNA was going to get into a lot for not for having her work without legal paperwork. So TNA had to take 
the, the not the easy path to cut her loose. Um, it's unfortunate because she's one of the lead bad guys in the organization, and it's a shame to see her get cut off. I hope that she works her visa issues out so that she can make a return to TNA, where, you know, it seems that she's fitting, where she's found her place. Um, funny story that came out this weekend also, uh, SmackDown was doing House Show Puerto Rico, and it seems that there was a legitimate fight between the Big Show and the Great Khali backstage. Uh, it seems that the Big Show feels that the Great Khali is using a lot of moves that only he should be using, the Big Show. You know, he took offense to the fact that most of Khali's offense is quote-unquote based. fact of the matter is, you know, the Big Show threw a punch, the Great blocked it, uh, he slipped on a bag supposedly and fell, and you had to have a whole bunch of guys break it up. Fact of the matter is, I would not have one of the people that had to break that shit up because you got two giant skyscrapers beating the fuck out of each other right now. It's appalling. But uh, you know, it seems that the the big show was the one to blame, and you know, we'll find out if there's going to be any problems based on incident. I mean, based on this weekend's incident, we'll see how it goes. Uh, of course. This week, WWE Breaking Point pay-per-view, which will be all submissions matches. Uh, some of the matches are Kane and the Great Khali in a Singapore Kane match. DX versus The Legacy in submissions count anywhere. Uh, unified tag team match going the big show against MVP and Mark Henry. Uh, Christian and Regal for the ECW title. Punk and The Undertaker in a submission match. And Randy Orton and John Cena in an I Quit match. Those are the uh, matches, allegedly. I mean, I'm more than sure they'll probably set some stuff up on SmackDown, but as of right now, those are the officials. And, of course, to close it out, the January 2010 Royal Rumble was moved from 20 because they'd have to go against the NFL AFC or NFC championship game. It got moved to January 31st. So if you follow any of the wrestling pay-per-views, the Royal Rumble will be on the 31st. And that is going to close out this week's wrestling news. A lot of video game news. It looks like we have a caller on the board. Let's see who it is. Yo, you're on the air. Nothing. Dead space. Hello? Yeah, who's this? Oh, wow. I didn't even press one. I was just kind of listening to the phone. Can you hear me? Who is it? Yeah. Hey. Hello. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Oh uh, yeah, it's Ann. I didn't. I didn't even press one. I was just listening to the to the, the show through the radio or through the phone. Holy shit! It's Ann. What's going on? Nothing. Like I, I really didn't have anything to say. It's just, I didn't. I didn't press the call in button. It's like it said to press one. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't press the button, and it's just. I guess you can hear me now. I don't know. I don't know, dude. Um, well, it's good you called in. I'm actually going into the uh, the gaming news. Yeah, I think I was so the one wanna... before, but like I wasn't saying anything because I didn't think you were gonna you were gonna be able to hear me. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm gonna start it now. So if you want to let me uh, go through it, you can call back if you want. Well, no, I'll, I'll stay on the line just because uh, if I call back, you're still gonna read it as as a caller. So I'll just stay on the line and just say say whatever I have to say. All right. Well, um. 
I'm going to start it off with uh, lots of updates for a lot of games. Uh, it seems that uh, Fat Princess is going to get a, a new map pack update. The uh, new map pack is going to be called New Pork, and it's going to be based on a quote-unquote urban environment, which to me it's like it's going to be based in the fucking hood. It's going to offer shortcuts via a sewer network and barricades that can be destroyed. Um, it's going to be fully interactive. It's going to have buildings and shit. I'm assuming that they're going to release more details over the next week. Hopefully, they uh, one of those you know one of those things where they release it for free and not try and beat people over the head for seven bucks. But we'll see what happens. And of course, it was the week of lawsuits. It seems that Dillinger LLC, the estate of uh, famous 1930s bank robber John Dillinger, is suing for use of the Dillinger and the modern Dillinger in the video game series. seems to me that, you know, they have issue not the fact that they're using his name, but that they didn't pay out any royalties. EA uh, contacted the company on July 22nd, and they keep violating the estate's rights for publicity and infringement. Odds are that EA will probably toss a little money at them, and, you know, John Dillinger, estate will be perfectly happy because when in doubt, EA just throws money at everything. And of course, the other big lawsuit seems between Courtney Love and Activision of Kurt Cobain in Guitar Hero 5, which turns out were the rantings of a drug-addicted psychopath. Turns out that she did sign over the right for to be in Guitar Hero, so she feels like a fucking goose egg for going and putting all these posts up there, shitting on Activision for putting him in the game. It's unfortunate because, you know, Cobain's one of those guys you have to either peep him or hate him. Courtney Love just jumps and flings shit on everything. It's, it's disgusting. But at the end of the day, you know, pulled the trump card, and they were like, look, bitch, you signed this, and he's in the game, so shut your trap. Which worked out, at the end of the day, I mean, you know, I can understand she's trying to protect the legacy of Kurt Cobain. You know, he's in a fucking guitar hero, not hurting anybody. But we'll see what happens. And, of course, more updates continue to, to trickle in. Of course, Arkham Asylum is going to get some free downloadable content the 17th. And also, I believe on the 21st or the 20. Actually, they're going to have one on the 17th, which is called Inmate. And then Pray in the Darkness will be released on September 24th. Uh, people are still wondering what's going to happen with the Dim Bones uh, pack and the Crime Alley map pack that were discussed when you pre-ordered the game. But, I mean, as long as they don't fucking charge me, I don't you know, release all the fucking updates you want. Uh, Madden decided for uh, people that have bought a roster update and then by allowing you to buy the update that includes NFL game, uh, you're going to how many of them? Uh, all eight. Eight of them. You're going to get eight teams, and they're going to either 560 Microsoft points or 9 in the PSN store. Of course, you know, as a Madden fan, I'm more than sure a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, more teams, more shit. Nothing. Madden is not any money out of me. And uh, 
a little refreshing breath of fresh air in the sense that Sega, I think, finally took the stick out of their ass and decided to make a brand new Sonic game from the ground up. Going to uh, build a brand new 2D Sonic game that should be coming out in 2010. GameSpot actually posted a trailer that, you know, it was just a teaser saying that uh, something big is coming. Favorite Hedgehog returns in 2010. And it's good. the project is called Project Needle Mouse. So we'll see if Sega finally gets it right and fucking decides to Sonic the way it should be done. At the end of the day, though, I think that, you know, the Sonic games that have come out over the last, I'd say, three to four years have been severely ding. Uh, you know, Sonic and the Secret Ring, Sonic and the Black Knight, and that other piece of shit Sonic game, the one that had the uh, where hog or where Sonic, whatever the fuck it was, it was dreadfully disgusting. But um, sincerely hope Sega gets their shit together, man, because they got properties that can be, you know, it can definitely be used appropriately, you know, especially Sonic, you know, that's the flagship mascot of your organization and every game that comes out is just shit. So I hope Sega gets it together. I really, really would like them to do so. I don't think they uh, What was that, Ant? I don't think they did. I mean, you, you look at it and they're still making Mario and Sonic at the Winter Olympics and uh, if they're still making that, I don't think they're going to ever pull their heads out of their asses because you would think if they want to turn over a new leaf, they would, they would you know, Stop anything that has to do with whatever whatever franchises were destroying their image. And Mario and Sonic was one of them that kind of set Sonic into the spiral or further down the spiral down the toilet. And now they're going to keep going with it with, with Winter Olympics. And kind of makes you think that if, if the same team working on that game is going to be working on this new Sonic game, then there's no hope whatsoever, or very little hope anyway. All right. I think, you know, it's funny you put it that way because... When you look at Mario, like at the Olympic Games, and Mario and Sonic appearing in Smash Brothers, I think for, to me it was definitely Sega's last-ditch effort to grasp at straws, you know, to just try and game out there with a property that everybody knew. And, you know, Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games is not the fucking greatest game ever. I have to, I 100%. But they knew that they can get that core audience of little kids, you know, that are still loyal to those particular two mascots. I think that's how they, that's how they, that was the working. Hopefully, and you know, what you, you bring up a very valid point, hopefully they'll take the opportunity to go and branch off in the right direction and make a force once again, because not for nothing, there hasn't been a really good 2D game in a while. You know, everybody, you know, you can always say platforming games and you could bring up Rank, you know, Jack and Daxter, e even uh, Mario Galaxy, you know, as great platformer games. But a good 2D platforming game has not been seen in a long time. And I think, I think Sonic can bring it in, at least on, from, a, from a 2D sense. But we'll find out. Hopefully, hopefully they'll start revealing more shit go by. But definitely, they can't be doing that wear Sonic shit. Oh, he's gonna turn into a into a werewolf or whatever the fuck it is when the when the moon goes out. It's like, look, he's a fucking hedgehog. He's a little ball of fur, 
spikes and shit. You, don't don't make it keep it real interesting. It's it's weird. I mean, you know, I think everything that's old is new again. Seems to be the main. Uh, yeah, and moving um, on. I, Go ahead. I actually think that, like I'm not sure where I heard it from, and it's, it's probably a while ago, but I heard they're making a third Sonic Riders game where there's that hovercraft snowboarding in the air Sonic with 8,000 characters. Uh, if they're going to make another Sonic Riders, then they're going with with um with Winter Olympics, Mario and Sonic. Then like I'm, I think that this one 2D side scroller will be will be good, and the only one that that will be good out of the rest of the upcoming Sonic games. And if they if there's good enough sales for the 2D Sonic game, then I think they might cancel that Sonic Riders 3 if if that's actually still being made because that's kind of taking a step in the wrong direction with where they're trying to go right now. Definitely, definitely. I think that those Sonic Rider games were just their way of trying to compete with Mario Kart. And it's like, you know, Mario Kart has an established fan base, and it's very hard to bring in something that new, you know, just because it's snowboarding and shit, you know, to get people to jump on board. I think the the overall premise, like you said, I think that if the 2D's good, they should start shelving all those other games that just milk the franchise that don't add any value to it. Because don't get me wrong, you know, the Olympic Games shit, you know, it's cute on the Wii, but in terms of trying to make a, a Sonic be taken seriously, it's like you can't just toss him into all this random shit. You know, it it, it just waters down the character. It happened with Mario for a while, where there was a Mar- type of Mario game between Mario Party, Mario Galaxy, Mario G, Kart, you know, the lost, uh, the, the Mario and Donkey Kong. You know, it, it, Mario got to that point where it just became really oversaturated. Well, like, what I it's think about like, with Mario, when it comes to Mario and, and how they did it with all the extra expansions and stuff, like the Mario sports games and Mario parties and all that, I think the reason why Mario still continues to be successful even even during that fact is because, like, if you look at Sonic, most of the, most of the crappy games Sonic's been in have been games that were along the story and along the adventure. Meanwhile, most of the crappy Mario games were side projects, like sports games and party games, things that you can really discount as not part of any any part of the story. And I know there's no coherent story with Mario or Sonic, but like still, at least if you have an adventure series, you want to keep it good. And Mario, for the most part, with Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, and Galaxy, they've been good like one step after the other. Everything besides that that weren't canon didn't count. Those were the ones that sucked. But with Sonic, everything sucked except for like maybe Sonic Rush and Rush Adventure and, Ga- and Sonic Advance, which was like years and years ago. But like Sonic's 2D side-scrolling games and, and even 3D 3D platforming, they were decent, and tolerable at best after Dreamcast. Yeah, yeah I was gonna ask, what did you? I was gonna ask you, what did you think of the Dreamcast Sonic game? Because I think at the time it was definitely one of the more advanced games. Yeah, if you look at it now, it's dated. Like like Sonic Adventure DX or yeah for for the GameCube, I played that and it seemed like it was a dated game, even though it was the last generation before that. It was amazing, but I think that that like going back to my original play with Mario versus Sonic when it comes to the Adventure series, Mario had had the thing right. They took a step in the right direction. They never made Mario turn into like Super Godzilla Mario with super powered mutant werewolfness. <laughs> I think because of the fact that Mario stayed a person, just with, a, I guess, a flood pack or a 
or flying powers. Like they, those were just things that they can shelve after they're done. But this werewolf thing, like now, what happened? I don't know the story, but with Sonic, it's like now, Sonic was. You're right. Sonic it's like now, now, what happened to that? You know what's gonna happen? They're gonna sweep that under the rug. Well, I got you here. We got some people on the board. Let's try and take them in one at a time. Uh, I think the oh good slick is on the line. This should be good. Awesome. Yeah. What's up? Good man? evening, guys. Welcome to the show. Good evening, sir. How you doing? Um, you got? Well, I first wanted to touch on something Ant said when he first came on, and I agree with him. He said that one of the biggest problems with Sonic is that we got that same team working on the games, and this is why the games always suck. We can look at two other, you know, two other franchises that have had terrible, terrible games and very recently have either had passable, good, or excellent games. You got Tomb Raider. Terrible. I mean, the first one was great. The second one was not as great. Third one was meh. And everyone else after that, up to the one on PS2, was mind-boggling garbage. And then you had mm. Crystal Dynamics pick it up for Tomb Raider Legend. And suddenly Lara's in a good game again. You got another one that we've been talking about for like the past months. Batman. You got, like, the NES Batman game that was great. You got the Game Boy Batman that was great and was almost the same game as the NES, but it was still great. And then you got a bunch of ones like the one on the GameCube, which, yeah, featured the, the art style of the, the um, 90s cartoon series that almost nobody can say is bad, but it still wasn't really that great a game. And then all of a sudden, Rocksteady picks it up. You got Arkham Asylum, and it's great. Get a new team, Sega. Get rid of these fucking bastards who are putting out this bullshit. That's the bottom line. Get some, get freaking Crystal Dynamics or freaking Rocksteady to do something. <laughs> I can't see Rocksteady doing Sonic. a good job with a Sonic game. You know what I mean, though. <laughs> oh. I so think one of the things... What was that, at? So you want to bring up another series that was that was great in the beginning and then had some other team pick it up and, and it was different. Well, you think of, like, Metroid. Metroid hasn't had had any new games since, like, Game Boy Advance, and then all of a sudden they hand the series over to, to Retro Studio. And, of course, with mixed results, that like, Metroid Prime came out. And still, for the people who like the game, they love the game. Like, Metroid Prime was an amazing feat for a, a, a side company to take off of Nintendo. Now we have Nin- uh, what's Team Ninja is going to work on this other M series, and like that's going to come with a price, I think. Like it's going to be one of those love it or hate it games, and I'm kind of worrying now whether or not Samus is going to go down Sonic's route. Let me ask you something, man. Though I'm I'm talking about a series where it started good and then went to utter shit. Are there any Metroid games? Cause I'm I've I honestly, I'm going to say it, I haven't played any Metroid games because I never got to play the original, so I was, like, lost there. But are there any Metroid games that are utter shit? Yes. Which one? It was Metroid Prime Hunters, which was for Game Boy Advance, uh, for DS. There was Metroid Prime Pinball. Let's not forget that one, Sonic Pinball. (laughs) 
And um, I think there was also Metroid Prime Echoes, or Metroid Prime 2, which some people thought was good, but most people thought sucked completely. But yeah, there were some shitty... shitty Echoes was on the DS, right? Echoes was... uh, Metroid Prime 2 Echoes was on uh, Wii and uh, GameCube. Oh, okay. It was a sequel to the first Metroid Prime. Actually, I think it was the second one on the DS that actually got decent, decent scores. I like yeah. Zero Mission. Metro yeah. Prime Zero Mission was one of the ones. Oh, Zero Mission was a great one, yeah. It was, it was just pretty much Zero Mission is fucking boss, dude. Yeah, and Fusion. Oh, yeah, Fusion. <laughs> Those two way. games were... Two games brought Metroid back into in out of the darkness for me. Because there, there was a period where I was just like, why are all these Metroid games such? And, of course, you know, those two games came... Wow. I was playing them Game Boy Player, you know, so I could play them on my TV. That's how serious it was. <laughs> but um, let's let's bring in another another caller and try and keep it at that. Let's see who it is and hold. You're on the air. Who's this? Hello? Yep. Hey, it's Hyena. Oh, oh yeah. what's going on, man? Something I'm to get a little drink break. I hear you. I hear you. What's going on, sir? Not much. I was just listening to, uh, you know, the broadcast, you know, first-time caller. You're saying that there are not many 2D games that are really great that are out there. What about, like, Miramusa and uh, Odin Sphere? I knew you were going to more Demon Blade. The only reason not a great 2D game is only on the basis that I haven't played it. While the reviews are always wonderful on paper, you know that once in a while, you know, there comes a game that everybody jumps on board and swears is the shit, and they, you know, they blame, you know, on every magazine and every review, and then you play it as a gamer, and you're like, ugh, this game is shit. So I'm reserving my judgment until I can officially play it. You know, they if they put out a demo for it. If, if, if Nintendo would have put out a demo on the Wii, I to download, I would have definitely fucked just to check it out. But because a guy on a screen or a guy on a Fucking, it's not you know that's gonna dictate me buying the shit, but I'm definitely gonna check it out for sure. Yeah, you say demo, then you say Wii, and those two words don't even coincide with each other at all. <laughs> if you can ever get a demo on Wii, then that's like God's gift to humanity. Of course, but you know what it is? That's that's one of the things that Nintendo prides itself on. It it prides itself on the fact that they can sell a game to without a demo. They think that they're so great that they can just be like, look, we're just going to put this game out and let it sell itself. And, it, you know, it, it, it brings me to a topic to be discussing later on in the broadcast with uh, the game sales for the month of August, and you'll see why I'm saying what I'm saying. But the fact is, Odin Sphere and More Monster are two, you know, highly, highly regarded games right now. But you know what it is? Until I physically play it, I don't want to assess me that they're sh- also want to make the assessment that they're good. I'm just going to kind of, I'm using a wait-and-see approach. Did you get to play it yet? Are you, are you asking me? I don't know who you're talking to. <laughs> yes, sir. No, no, I'm asking you, did you get to Get to play uh, Odyssey and Miramusa? Yeah. I mean, graphically, it's beautiful. Gameplay-wise, like, it, it handles, like, you know, your typical 2D scroller, um, you know, action game, it, it actually flashed back me, like, playing Miramusa, it reminded me of, like, Legend of Cage. 
Wow. You know, it was just it was just like, wow. You know, I mean like it was just like it was just a huge flashback. But I mean you gotta understand, I mean Nintendo just because they don't release demos doesn't mean they get, you know, their previews out. They have deals with like Best Buy, they got deals with like, you know, GameStop. You always like every GameStop or Best Buy you go into, they always have like Wii demos going on. You yeah, know, and they probably have like yeah. I mean, they they probably have like Nintendo representatives come in because I know that GameStop they have like the Microsoft representatives uh, come in and they update like you know what, whatever's on the 360. So I'm pretty sure Nintendo probably does the same thing. They probably have like they just hire like some like low end guy, say okay this is a demo disc we want you to go in, open up the case, flip in the disc and you know there you go that, that's the new previews that you got. I mean look at uh, Wii Resort, I mean, people got a lot they got they got a chance to actually try that out before, you know, buying the game. Here's something I think that Nintendo and other companies should do, and I'm not sure if Microsoft and PS3 or Sony do it, but Nintendo needs to do this again. I remember back when, when we were in the GameCube days, and you would go into, like, a Kmart or a Walmart, and there was a GameCube set up, and you can choose which game you want to play through, like, a revolving selection system. You can watch videos of games. You can try demos of games. There was, like, maybe five demos and, like, ten videos. Now you go Oh, yeah, through, I remember that. Yeah, now you go into the store. We still love that at Best Buy. Well, yeah, that I mean, like, cost-efficiently, I mean, like, you'd have to, like, even though, like, you already have the stuff coded, you have to print all that stuff out, you got to get that shipped out, get it all ready before it actually comes out, before probably, like, any magazine or game, like, you know, game site announces the game. You know, I mean, that's what, that's what, uh, what's it called, like, all those uh, game conferences are for. I'm sorry if I'm, like, misinterpreting a lot of things, I'm a... Couple I, shots you know, drunk. No, it's okay. I, uh, you know what it is. I, un- I understand where you're coming from, and I'm more than sure the fellas get the gist of where you're coming from. But the fact is, you know, while Nintendo does a decent job of their product, they don't do the hard push. Like, take for example, you got a person. Let's take Madden. When Madden is coming out, you start seeing commercials for that shit months before. Months. Pre-order Madden now on your Xbox 360. Blah blah blah. Madden that. You know when you feel when you got an IP, you know of of a certain game that you're gonna be something that's good that's just great that people invested time into. Why don't they take the fucking time and advertise it? That's what bugs me with Nintendo. Nintendo will only advertise first-party shit. Like I don't see things other other manufactured great games. And, you know, I think that that's one of the reasons why these guys are getting pissed off about producing games for Nintendo. You know, they come in there and they go, oh, yeah, you know, we got this great game. But who the fuck knows other than us, the hardcore gamer who, who reads the blogs, who reads the, the posts, who reads the magazines? You know, what about the demographic you're trying to get? You know, the kids. The kids don't know that game is good. They'll only know about it if somebody tells them. But, you know, the younger kids who they're trying to appeal to are losing out on great games just because Nintendo's marketing strategy is in the fucking toilet. But is that really on Nintendo to make the commercials for those third-party games? Or is that on the company that, that made well, the game? Well, it's, it's, it, it's both because, you know, they share revenue in that. You know, so Nintendo, um, if Nintendo says, hey, man, we're going to promote your game, make a commercial. But it's it's just a lack of communication. You know, the, the manufacturer will come in and say, hey, we got a game. Here you go. It's ready. 
Nintendo will be like, okay, the, the, you know, GameStop will say the game comes out the 15th. That's all you know about the game, you know, other than what you read on the web. There's not that marketing push that, you know, existed in the old days when Nintendo was really trying to make that paper. I just feel like they've been phoning it in. Yeah, well, here's something in, in I, respect to that. I just thought of that kind of, that kind of correlates with this whole thing. You think of, like, you think of Nintendo, Sony, and Xbox, you think of their, the controllers and stuff. And, like, for me personally, I think of just, just two things. The, the sounds that start and end the commercials. Like, you get the, the Sony commercials, and it starts with that sync sound when the, when the symbol comes up. You know there's going to be a, a PS3 game that, that's going to show up there. And, like, if you hear the for the, for the, the 360, you know there's going to be a 360 game there. I can't even remember what the sound is for a Nintendo commercial, what the, like, what they do anymore. Like, they used to do the little bowing head Wii thing, but I don't even know if they still do that because I haven't seen a Wii commercial in God knows how long. There you go. Mm. You know, I think that takes away, that takes away from Nintendo games doing as, be, as well as they should is the fact that they're, they're I, I don't know if it's their marketing department, I don't know if it's fucking Reggie trying to cut, cut costs and fucking keep money in Nintendo's pocket by not advertising, but it's like, how are you going to, you know, how do you expect to, to, to gain market share if nobody knows about half of your shit other than Wii Sports Resort? You know, you promote the fuck out of that, but once again, it's an in-house product. You know, games like, like Muramasa, Odin Sphere, you know, e- even No More Heroes. No More Heroes was a good game. I'd, I'd give it a solid eight, you know, in terms of enjoyment. How do, when the fuck did they promote that? You know how I found out that that game was any good? From the fucking forum. I didn't know that game was good until people started saying, hey, dude, you might like that shit. Check it out. Japanese, Where the fuck was the promotion uh, for it? Like, it's weird. Yeah. Like, like, the U.S. does not, like, have any advertisements for, like, any upcoming games for, like, you know, Nintendo or Microsoft. But then, like, when you actually look at, like, what's going on overseas and, like, the commercials they have, I mean, the amount of gaming commercials they have, like, in Japan is, like, much more than what we have here. In fact, like, you know, like, back in the 80s where they ha- used to have, like, all the corny commercials and whatnot? I mean, yep, Genesis does what Nintendo don't. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like those type of commercials and advertising is still, I guess, like prominent and strong in Japan than it is here. I honestly, I, I don't, I don't know what the deal is. It's just doesn't make too much sense well, to me because, like, honestly, you think of American culture and you think of Japanese culture, and I don't know if I'm stereotyping, but I'm pretty sure I heard that Japanese culture, like the children, are mostly spending most of their time in education. Now, you think of American culture, and we have a lot of slacker kids in America that are just watching TV and playing video games all the time. So why aren't the marketing departments looking at that? Like, they'll, they'll yep. advertise the country that has kids that are spending all their time at home doing homework and all, their, and all their days at school. But then in America, we have all our kids sitting at home watching TV and playing video games, not seeing any commercials. Meanwhile, kids are well, really commercials when they're going to bed in Japan. Well, it's, it's very funny you said, you said that because I was actually going to touch on that. You know, because it brings me back to what I was saying with uh, the Center of Disease Control saying that gamers are overweight, introverted, antisocial, you know, recluse, recluse people. You know, if we're such fucking recluses, why the fuck aren't games that are good, that are genuinely good, selling more? Because we don't see them on the fucking tube. That's why. Because the majority of us that are puddles of jello, that's... What the fuck is that? Okay. Can we moan the lawn? 
I have no Sorry, idea. that was like some riced out Mexican car. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I was what I was saying was before fucking Carlos Mencia drove through your neighborhood. Um oh, what I was what I was saying was the fact is, you know, if we're supposed to be a society of of jello of 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 flat-bottomed couch dwellers, you know, we should know about all this new shit that's coming out. We should because it should be advertised to us. That shit should be beamed into my fucking head so I can see it while I sleep. The fact of the matter is that, you know, advertising dollars are relegated to shit that either shit we don't want or shit we don't need. And then stuff that's actually good product, you know, falls by the wayside. You know, I always reference Psychonauts. Psychonauts was a good game. Zero advertising. There was no, you know, there was no push for the game, and people were like, why didn't this game do better? It was good. Well, if you don't advertise it, nobody knows about it. And then when they do, it's too little too late. I want to refute that real quick. Like, I can remember most of the Psychonauts commercial. There had to be at least four or five of them. And I could say that with the way commercials are going right now, I think there were more Psychonauts commercials than there were for pretty much any game that's been released in the last year. I remember you a think lot so? of G4. There'll be tons of Psychonauts commercials in G4. On yeah, G4. see, there you go. On, uh, that, that's exactly what I was going to say. On G, see, G4, if G4 was a regular channel, dude, we, we'd be dropping money every Tuesday when a game comes out. We'd all be broke. The recession would be over. But the <laughs> fact is that, you know, G4, as, as wonderful as they try to be, G4 is a force-fed gaming channel. You know, G4, while they, they do a good job of trying to promote gaming as a whole, I think that the fact that G4's programming is made up of RoboCop 2 and fucking, cops. you know, yeah, cops and fucking Dog Ninja, Warrior. Warrior. Ninja Warrior and also the, the uh, Cheaters, which is a fantastic show, by the way. <laughs> you know, when it's made up of that shit, how are you helping gamers if it's supposed to be a channel for gamers? You know, that's the other thing that kind of fucking, you know, it gets my goat that, you know, you made, you made a great point. It's like, yeah, you know, it was promoted on G4. But who watches G4? Let, let's be legit, not to be a dick about it, because, you know, Attack of the Show and those guys, you know, they try and promote and they try and do a good job of moving gaming forward. But let's be honest, how many people really sit there and fucking watch G4 for more than an hour a day? I do not. not the most Thank G4 you. I've ever seen is at Slicks, and that was like, what, like 15 to a half hour? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But, but, but think about it. As a gamer, Slick, how, much, how, much, how, much, how many hours of G4 would you say you watch in one week? Just off the top of your head. Dude, the only show I really watch on G4, the only two shows were Attacker's Show and X-Play. And guess what? Now that I work 12 to 8, I miss both those shows. So I don't want G4 at all. But there you go. Even even leaving G4 alone, this is the biggest problem with advertising. You know what game has the most advertising this year of any other game? What's that? Wet. <laughs> I knew it was going to come back to wet. Oh, shit. Wet. Hold on, hold on. Don't don't go into a rant, rant about wet yet. I'm not. I'm done. Because I, 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 have, I have something for it because, you know, I've been playing the demo this week. But you know what? Yeah. Let me not, uh, let's not dwell on the fact of fucking 2D gaming because we'll fucking be here all day. Um, I'm more than sure 
a lot of you have heard the, uh, about the 3D televisions that are coming out that they're kind of slipping in under the radar. It seems that uh, Sony has taken it upon themselves to jump on the bandwagon and say that with a firmware update probably within the next year or so, you'll be able to play all of your games in 3D. Uh, check that, dude. Check it. I was, I was following that, too, and Sony actually came out and said that they're not going to be pushing for all their games to do that, and that if they're going to do it, they're going to start slowly with it. Yeah, because what I, what I got here is, you know, Sony has hinted that it's conducting a technological investigation, which I want to know what is the difference between a technological investigation and just an investigation. You know, do you have a robotic dog doing all the sniffing or what? But, um, you know, I think, I think that, you know, the, the 3D gaming, while it seems to be, you know, it seems to be the, what the future is, it, it, where the future is going, you know, it, it's another fucking gadget. It's like, yo, here, here, buy this $2,000 TV. Oh, but wait, if you want to enjoy it, you got to wear these big doofy-ass goggles while you watch television. Virtual boy. Thank you. I was going to say that. Yo, it's like, what, what are you going to do, watch porn in 3D? You're gonna look like a you're gonna look like a big douchebag getting a hand job with goggles on. Dude, that's <laughs> I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong, don't get me wrong. It'll keep it, it'll keep you from catching one in the eye. But let's be realistic. Wow. You know, let's be realistic here. You know, I it, it's cool that they're going the 3D route, but you know what? Save the 3D shit for movies and shit like that that you can watch once in a while. I honestly don't think that the general public is ready to sit down and watch TV at night with fucking goggles on. I think nobody's ready for that shit. It's it's more so like the whole gaming community. Like I, I, I've been trying to look and like waiting for news for like the next like evolution of gaming, you know, and like it, you know, the to better immerse the player into the game itself. You know, you have like, First thing I heard was like the Novin Falcon, which is like uh it was like a it was like a huge ass mouse, size of like a like a like a women's like basketball, you know, like it, it acted it acted as a mouse for PC, you know, FPS, you know, games, and it provided recoil. You know, you can play with any game. It, it provided recoil for every time you shoot, and like you know, based on the type of type of gun you're firing, it's a different recoil. You know, and then, like, NVIDIA comes out with their their version of, like, the 3D uh, video card. I don't know if you guys heard about this, where it's, everything is, like, all staggered, you know, like how a 3D movie usually is, but they give you, like, these glasses, and everything is in 3D. You know, oh, it, ju- it just seems like, it just seems like the gaming industry is just looking for that next step to immerse the player, you know, much more than it is right now. I mean, you have a Shit, you got Needle that's coming out. I mean, that, that's that's another step into, uh, you know, uh, evolution, like gaming evolution right there. I, I, I guess it's just like companies are just trying to, you know, get that step down so that way they can be like, yeah, we're the one that started this revolution. We're the ones that started this. We're the one with the technology. Buy it off to of put us. It, to put it bluntly, everybody, everybody's trying to make the next Wii. That's what it is. Yeah, yep. It is a giant pissing contest. It because you know here's what happens, and uh, once again this is this is all just my personal preference and my personal opinion. 
when Microsoft came out with the Xbox, they came out you know, with something that they felt was going to revolutionize gaming. Now, of course, if you all remember, the original Xbox was a giant fucking toaster. But it showed potential. It's like, it's like you look at it and you're like, wow, this big-ass, ugly black box has potential. And Microsoft went back to the drawing board. Yeah, you know, and Microsoft went back to the drawing board and they were like, okay, where did we fuck up? And they came out and they, they, said, they <laughs> said, what did everybody mod our systems with? Let's just put all that in the new Xbox, you know, shutting off the system from the controller. That was an, an Xbox thing. You know, because when, when you modded your Xbox back in the day, you'd put in a switch to shut that shit off. That was one of the first times I shut off a console with a controller. And, you know, when they, they went back to the drawing board and they added all this cool shit, and then, of course, Sony said, all right, what did they add? Oh, they added this, 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 and this. Really? Well, guess what? We're going to put fucking Skynet in, in our fucking system. Our fucking, uh, our, our fucking system's going to control missiles, cure cancer, and do all kinds of shit, and, and people will buy it. And, of course, that's what happened. And then Nintendo, they humbly come out, and they're like, you know, we're not going to do all that. You know, the, I, I, equate, I, equate, I, equate Nintendo, I equate Nintendo to, to like, a hippie in the 70s, just anti-establishment. They're like, we're not going HD. We're not going fucking community-based gaming. We ain't doing shit. You know what we're going to do? We're going to make a little controller that looks like a stick, and you move it around, and it does cool shit. And half of the games you're going to own are going to involve you chopping onions and flipping burgers and hitting, go- and, hi- and hitting golf balls, and it'll be 250 bucks, and people will buy it. And, you know, Microsoft and Sony were like, ah, oh, you're full of shit, man, fucking hippies. And sure as shit, what happened? The Wii was number one for how many months? So, you know, About of course, 26. There you go. And then, of course, they go back to the drawing board, and they're like, fuck. What do we do now? I know. Let's do motion control. Let's make it better than the Wii. Just like you said, they're trying to make, they're trying to reinvent the wheel. It's too fucking late. Nintendo's got it in the bag. You know, them putting out motion control now is just them riding on Nintendo's balls. That's all yep. it is. It's going to be like, oh, we can do it too now. Trouble. You know, I mean, the thing well, is that, like, the reason why you don't see many good port overs to the Wii is because when it comes to coding, you know, you got the 360 and the PS3, they're really similar. I mean, like, you know, all coded, in, you know, on control-based, right? But then you have, like, the Wii. When you code for that, you have to a lot for, you know, the motion control, like all the infrared, like, coding. And and that's where that's where they failed. It, it's like if they when whenever they hire, like, a production company in order to make a game for the Wii, it has to be specifically for the Wii. You know, it, it's like if you make a game for a Wii, you, it's pretty much you have to make two games, you know, if you wanted to port over for the PS3. So take, for example, like Ghostbusters. When they, yeah, when I was they about make, to say that. Yeah, I mean, like, it, 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 was like, it was like if you look at, like, the gameplay or, like, the, you know, like, uh, the graphics for, like, uh, the 360 and the PS3 for, game, uh, for Ghostbusters, they're, you know, a little similar. Maybe one's better than the other. But then you go over to the Wii, and it's, like, completely different. You know, it's like the production company had to make two games in yeah. order to support, you know, the Wii, and then, like, you have, like, the control-based, you know, uh, uh, consoles. So that, well, you know, I mean, it, 
No, right. you, you, you know, it's funny you said that, and it's true. They had to make a, they, had, they always have to make a second copy of a game. You know, they have to do it with Madden. They have to do it with Ghostbusters. They have to do it with fucking Call of Duty. You know, and, and, and I understand the, 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 the game manufacturers and, and the programmers' frustration because they're like, fuck, how do we make them use the stupid fucking wand? You know, but here's the problem. Why not just tell Nintendo, hey, man, can we just make the game without using the stupid wand and let people play it with, with the controller? Just let them play it instead of having to wave shit around like a moron. Can you just press the fucking direction pad or the fucking analog stick and move your guy? Can we just do that? See, the problem is that Nintendo is also very stringent, and they're like, it has to be motion-based. And, you know, the, the, the manufacturers, they go, all right, you want motion-based? Guess what? We'll do it, but it's going to look like shit. How about that? Here's your fucking Ghostbusters game. Have fun with them looking like fucking trolls. <laughs> you know? That, that's the trade-off. It's like, you want Ghostbusters? Here it is. But guess what, asshole? They look like trolls. Because your system has enough fucking power to power an Etch-A-Sketch. You know? That, that's what that is. It's like, your system's only as powerful as a fucking Etch-A-Sketch, so this is what you're getting. Super deformed. Have fun with your motion controls. <laughs> Okay, well, there were some games that looked better than an Etch-a-Sketch, like Metroid Prime Corruption. Come on now. Oh, no, I, I agree, but you know what it is? The, look at where it's coming from. It's coming from in-house. Right, it's a first party. Of I got to go. All right, brother. All right, Thanks for calling in, dude. All right, later. All right. Basically, it's everybody trying to pull a Steve Jobs. They see what Nintendo did, and... Whether their shit is a bunch of shovelware or not, they're still selling, and they're trying to go, oh, and another thing, it does this. Oh, yeah, you're, you're right. <laughs> but like Aunt, like Aunt was saying, Aunt, you know, Aunt looks at, and that's why I like when he calls in, you know, in addition to you, because Aunt looks at the positive side of shit. I, I just said Nintendo's a fucking Etch-A-Sketch, and he comes right back. He's like, well, what about Metroid? And what I was going to say was, yeah, what about Metroid? What about Mario? What about Link? They're all in-house titles. Um, you know, third-party shit, you know, companies like Capcom, you know, Activision, companies that, you know, they're, they're fucking recognized leaders. They, you know, they're like, fuck, man, we can't make games for this shit. You know, it's like Nintendo on one end is help is moving forward, and on the other end they're fucking sabotaging themselves by putting out a system that's so underpowered for certain applications. Why couldn't you make something light as powerful as the Xbox 360 or the PS3 and still add motion control? So what? People got to pay 300 bucks. You know what? There'll be a price cut. But at the end of the day, you'll be innovative and still be able to compete. I think, honestly, if the the graphics were to match PS3 and 360, then there would be too much competition. They wouldn't be able to say, oh, well, we're not going to try and compete with them. They wouldn't have their own market. They'd be trying to steal the market from the, the two other giants. And that's kind of that will be very very difficult, especially considering the fact that there's this new control scheme that, while interesting and everything, will be kind of a detractor to people who are used to controllers. But then you you have like the the Wii as it is now, and the graphics are low, and it's cheap enough to where you can get it for for like less than half the price of of the other systems because they're trying to be all high graphics. So with this low graphics and this new control scheme, the control scheme for some people will maybe like close to half of them. That just came as like a bonus, and it wasn't the reason why they bought the system. Some people like bought the system because it was just cheaper. So if they were to keep the graphics up as high as 360 and PS3, it would have been way too expensive, and the controls would have been kind of a, str- a struggle off to some people. 
Well, you know, one thing, just building up for what he said, while it wasn't their marketing strategy, I think what they said, like, because the Wii came out around the same time as the PS3, and everybody said a great big fuck you when when freaking, who was it, Kasserai or whoever came out and said, oh, the PS3 will be $599 on launch date. So they're like, you know what? Let them have their little $600 thing. Let somebody buy a PS3. Let somebody buy a 360 and a week because it's cheap. Well, you know, well, you know, it's funny. It's funny you 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 use that as the example, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you why I I, I half agree and half disagree with Ant's statement. In terms of me saying that the Wii should have been as powerful as the other two systems, while it is true that there would have been a lot of competition. You know what? In some respects, competition is good for the business. It breeds creativity. It makes people want to do cool shit. You know, it's like when if the Wii, for, for argument's sake, if the Wii were as powerful as the 360 or the PlayStation 3 and had the motion control, people would be like, all right, let's integrate the motion control into the game because guess what? It's going to look just as good. You know, at, at the end of the day, the programmer will be motivated to work because not only do they have a, a, a powerful enough system to showcase their talent, but they'll be able to program for something extra. They'll be like, all right, now that we got all the sprites out of the way, how can we put in this motion control? All right, let's use the controller and do sword slashes, or let's use the controller as a gun. You know, you give the programmer some incentive, but when it comes to the point where you just finished programming, say you just spent a year building a 360 game, and Nintendo calls you up and they go, hey, we like your game. We need one for the Wii. You're going to hang up the phone and just go, fuck. Because, yeah. you know, it's going to be another year of programming or more to reinvent the same game with, with, with the motion control versus the system, all the systems being close to or equally powerful and then you just integrating that extra feature. That's where Microsoft and Sony, I think, are going to, kind of have the upper hand because they've seen what the Wii can do and their motion control, they're going to be like, all right, what do they do wrong? This, this, and this. All right, let's make sure our shit doesn't do that. And let's make sure our system's powerful enough that it can render, you know, all this other shit we want to do. It's like I said, Nintendo, in some respects, it's its own worst enemy. While it put out a, a fun system for 250 bucks, it, it fucking alienated a lot of great games that, you know, fans of Nintendo are going to miss out on. That's that's really yeah. true, actually. I'm no argument here. Because that's I what mean, I, I would want. love no, to I play. Competition. I would love to play freaking Infamous with a Wii controller. I'd love to play Arkham Asylum with a Wii controller. Shit, I would love to play Prototype with a Wii controller. And I Arkham Asylum see... is a great example. Arkham Asylum is a great example. I'm sorry for cutting you off. But think about it. Think about it. You use the analog stick. You move Batman around. You press the little button on the top of the analog stick. Boom, you're in detective mode. Oh, shit, I got to throw a batarang. What do you do? Take the Wiimote. Fling it like the fucking batarang. You're good. How about, oh, I got to hang on this gargoyle. Press up with the analog stick. Flick the Wiimote at where the gargoyle is. Boom, you're hanging upside down. It's like, what the fuck, man? There it is, right there. There it is. You can put Arkham Asylum on the Wii, and you can do all this shit 
But and make the it a little bit more a fun than others. The system is a fucking etch-a-sketch, and you can't do that. It's like, why not? It's like when Manhunt came out on the Wii, dude, I was excited because I said to myself, think about it. You take the, the, the joystick and the wire and the Wiimote, and you make that shit a garrot wire. And you fucking just, you know, you hold it up, you know, in front of the fucking center and pull back, and you can strangle somebody. You know, like, like that shit is cool. Or using the Wiimote like a fucking shiv, you know, and just moving it forward like you're stabbing somebody. Why not? What the fuck, man? But see, Nintendo doesn't want to do that. They think that we want to play fucking Mario jerking off Sonic when we're 40. We want to kill shit. We want to we wanna fucking run into rooms, shoot motherfuckers, slash people up, and just play violent shit. But no, they want to fucking throw flowers and pixie dust at us. And that's cute, but that shit doesn't last forever. That's what Nintendo is losing on. Because all the hardcore gamers that got a Wii that I know have one go like this. Eh, I played it for a little bit, but I only play it when people come over. Or eh, I might trade that shit in because I don't play it as much. What happened? Oh, Nintendo sold all these Wii units, but nobody's playing them. Nice work, guys. Yeah, um, you know, I can name four games that just popped into my head right now that, that go against your statement. Actually, more than that, we have, we have so many mature-rated games on, on this system compared to the, the 64 and the GameCube. I think there's actually more mature games on the Wii than there was for both, both the previous systems combined. You think about it, you have the, the Resident Evil Brawl Chronicle series, you have the, the No More Heroes series, Mad World, you have um, House yep, of the Dead. Yep, Mad World. You have all those games that are mature and violent and cool and stuff, and, and they're they're doing well with all the, the Wii fans. And, like, right. awesome. But, so, like, you, you have, you, like, 95% shovelware, kids dumping flowers into pots and making stew out of it. So, yeah, I understand your point. But you also can't say that there's no mature games or no violent stuff that we should play. There is. Well, you know what it is? They don't push it as much. I mean, and, and, and again, you know, you, 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 pulled, you pulled the trump card off from under your hat, your hat, and I commend you. It's true. They got, you know, they got their violent game. They do. But that's what I'm saying, that they don't, they don't put it out there like that. Like, to them, every time they put out a violent game, they blow their load. They're like, oh, yeah, we got Grand Theft Auto. How about that, guys? Does it make you happy? Are you going to buy our system now? It's like, dude, just put out the fucking game. You know, that's what I hate. Every time Nintendo does a mature game, they're like, we're going to do more mature games. We're expecting more mature games. Next quarter, there's going to be more mature games. Just put the shit out, man. It'll sell itself. Like you said, you know, Resident Evil, Resident Evil is a proven franchise. You put that shit out, you make the controls good, and the graphics as good as the Wii can make them, and people will buy the shit. But if you don't promote your shit, you know, it goes back to promoting. If you don't promote your, your titles like, yo, play this fucking game. You can strangle people. That should be your marketing point. Like, use the Wiimote and strangle somebody. We don't I, I even need more mature games. We just need less fucking carnival games, Mario parties, and cooking mamas. We need more solid games like the NES had a shitload of freaking platformer games and shit like that. Stop making freaking a disc that has 10 million fucking mini games on it. It just make a game that's a fucking game. 
This is true. But the NES it also has giant. It doesn't have to be M-rated. It could be E-rated. Fuck it. Just make it a decent game. A single game, not a bunch of fucking mini games. Yeah. What about you, Ant? What do you got? Well, yeah, Wii Sports Resort for fifty bucks is a bunch of mini games, and I can I can agree with that. And um, I was just gonna gonna go off of what like going going away from what Slick just said. So I was thinking something before that. Like, you're talking about like advertisement for mature games, like yeah, you can strangle bitches. That should be your advertisement. Because like, I go back to thinking of E3 two years ago. And, like, you had Nintendo come out in their press conference for E3, and they were like, oh, we're going to show off our, our new Mature Game lineup. And what was the Mature Game lineup? Chinatown Wars for DS. Cricket. Cricket. That's it. That's all yeah, their, their lineup. They had more games, but they didn't even mention them because GTA Chinatown Wars is going to be the big seller, and that's the only one they, they announced. That's the only publicity that Mature Games got. Even though they were, but they you know what? That really game sell. sold itself. It sold – well, you know what it is? In some respects, it sold itself. But it's not, it's not to the point of what we're used to. Because you got look at GTA Chinatown Wars. It's all hand-drawn animation, and while it is violent, and it does capture the essence of GTA, it's not really GTA. You know, it's not, it's not what people expect. You know, they want, you know, like, why can't the Wii owners get Ballad of Gay Tony? You know, or why can't the Wii owners get GTA 4? Because they fucking, they're fucking... Go ahead, Ed. Remember Spider-Man for Wii, like the, the Spider-Man two or three? What what's Spider-Man three? And how that came out? Like it was out for 360 and and PS3 and it was beautiful. Then they made a copy for Wii and it was like you're spinning through Legos. So like if they were to try and make a GTA like that, they can't do an open world environment. Even if they they made it like isolated block of a city where you can walk around, they still can't do that without it looking like stupid Lego blocks. I gotta cut you. You know right what it there, is because it's what the fact of the matter it? is. GTA 3 came out for the fucking PS2. Power-wise, the Wii ships on the PS2. It can be done. You just need a fucking developer that's not lazy to fucking do it. But you know what? Here, here's, a, here's a good example. And, and it's awful to say, but you know what? If you want to keep everything cute, why not do Lego GTA? Like, not to be a dick, but it's just like, why not? <laughs> Why not? You know, Lego Rock Band. You want to know why? Because graphically it's not crazy. But you can still get away with some shit. Like, imagine a Lego fucking Nico Bellic stabbing another little Lego guy. You'd want to play it. And he just falls apart. And he falls apart when he dies. Why not? Fuck it. Oh, my God. (laughs) Lego GTA. There it is. I, I, I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna buy the website LegoGTA.com. Because <laughs> it makes videos of it, like little stop motion animations. Dude, it would be it would be ridiculous. You know, you do Lego GTA or just do it in a style that you can just make every game like that. That way, everybody can play them. And yeah, you know, it's a little cuter. But guess what? The the, the message is still there. Like Ghostbusters, you can still play Ghostbusters on the Wii. Yeah, they look like treasure trolls. But they're still the Ghostbusters. You can still enjoy it, you know? Why not just do that? Why not just find a particular style, like, like Muramasa and the Demon Blade? Perfect example. That's all hand-drawn. Why not just do the fucking games hand-drawn? Tatsunoko versus Capcom. That shit should be out on all the systems, but it's coming out on the Wii. And it's all hand-drawn animations that look fucking beautiful. Why not just do that? You know, it, 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 we can... We can 
we can sit here with our fucking dicks in our hands, fucking swapping stories about how good these shits could be. But you know what? We don't have the power to make the shit good. That's the problem. And and they're not, you know, my show is just a fucking, you know, a little, a, a, a niche show that if it's on Nintendo's radar, I'd be happy. I'd be happy if they sent any hate mail, to be quite honest with you. But, you know, it's never going to happen. But uh, we, we can hope. We can hope. What's up? Why not do wet on the Wii? It already looks like a PS2 game. Bob gave it his seal of approval. There you go. Why not do wet? Do wet on the fucking Wii, dude. You just put up a very valid point. Why not do wet on the Wii? It'll play like fucking Red Steel. You can call it Wii Wet. <laughs> wet Wii. Wet Wii. You can't do it just because that alone. Wet Wii. That's just too much. <laughs> But dude, it, it, but you know what? I think wet would benefit from the motion control. <laughs> it would. Think about it. You got the fucking. <laughs> <laughs> it couldn't get any worse. <laughs> yeah, wet. Getting wet from motion control. Yes, of course. There's plenty of wordplay right there. But um, putting that putting that aside, putting that aside. Think about it. You know, you can that game would benefit from motion control because it plays like fucking Red Steel. It's Red Steel and Tomb Raider together. Because that's what it is. That's what I got from playing it. I'm like, oh, this is fucking Red Steel except with a chick. Same Red shit. Red Steel with tits. You know, it, that's what it is. But, you know what? I'm not even going to go into fucking continue arguing about this. Let me fucking move on because we still got to do uh, the movie news and we got an hour of show left. Uh, Microsoft, of course, is going to continue to find new and innovative ways to clean out your wallet. Uh, they're starting by, of course, releasing clothes for your avatar. Uh, September 10th, you'll be able to buy 80s modern collection clothing. But if you, it, yeah, if you don't want to dress your avatar like somebody from the 80s, you'll be able to dress them with urban culture on September 17th, oh, a.k.a. Boy. Dress your avatar like a black person. Oh, you get a hoodie and pants that hang off your ass. What the fucking do? Dude, there's Timberlands on there. You know that. I put fucking Tims on my avatar because they're already going that route. But their urban collection, I'm dying to see what a train wreck that's going to be. <laughs> if it's a fucking Bay hoodie and Little Wayne fucking sunglasses, I'm going to fucking shoot my avatar and myself. It's going to be so got. They already got freaking Kanye West freaking bullshit Venetian blind glasses. Oh, well, it gets better. They're also going to... Go ahead, Ed. As long as they have some kind of Soldier Boy outfit, he has to get up sponsoring with 360 as it is. Oh, God. So I'm more than sure he's going to have a hand in the urban culture clothes. But guess what? If you don't want to wear either of those clothes, you can wear racing clothes based on Forza Motorsports on September 24th. Uh, Those shit's about that? to be unlocked during you play the game. Fuck paying for that bullshit. What <laughs> supposed to give us? Oh, man. And I haven't even unlocked that shit yet. It's coming to hell. Oh, well, you know, it gets better. They're, uh, they're also going to start doing uh, their deal of the week with uh, games at a discounted prices. Starting on the 14th, gold members will be able to download uh, Load Runner at a discounted price. And you're also going to get a discount on pinball effects on the 21st. And then at the end of the month, oh, yeah, but 
at the end of the month, the top 10 downloadable songs from Guitar Hero World Tour will be 50% off. I blow my load runner on that fucking deal. Nice. Before we move forward, uh, if you want to call and debate with any of the other callers or just to discuss anything, by all means, please feel free to call in 347-324-3541. That number is area code 347-324-3541. Looks like we got somebody on the line. Let's see who it is. You're on the air. Who's this? Yo, this is Strider. What's up, dude? Yeah, and uh, yeah, I just heard what you were talking about the freaking we went. I just had to chime in and say, what the fuck, dude? Wow. Did we wake you up or something with that? <laughs> no, it's just wow. It's, it's just, just Strider. No, it's, just... it's just Strider being Strider. Yeah, I'm just chilling, dude. I mean, I'm not high or anything. It's just the way. Oh man, that blew my mind. I'm flabbergasted. You got to think about it. Think about it, Strider. It's like you get into the you get into these games that you sit there and you watch them and you go, "Wow, this game would look so would work so much better on this system." I've done that shit a, a few times, and in playing the demo for for Wet, I'm like. All right, the shooting in this game sucks. That was the first thing I said. I was like, okay, but the sword play is cool. And then I thought about it, like, you know, this shit wouldn't be, wouldn't be half bad on the Wii. But you know what it is? It's already on the Wii. It's called No More Heroes. <laughs> you know, it's like it, certain games just translate better onto other systems. But, you know, they're trying to go anti-establishment. They want to add a little bit of Kill Bill in there, you know, make an anti-hero so, you know, they're going to put it on the 360 and the PS3 just for that mainstream exposure. But I can tell you off, off the bat, you know, the demo did not impress me. I mean, it was cool. I'll probably rent it just to see if it's as shitty as the demo. But at the end of the day, you know, it's it definitely a game more fitting for the Wii. Yeah, crap deserves crap. <laughs> a, little, a little strong, but okay. <laughs> yeah, they're they're right for each other, like freaking Nick Lachey and Jessica Simpson. Wow, nice. We get a a pop a pop star joke. Happy together. Nice. Yes, oh. I watch I watch too much TRL. Leave me alone. Sue me later. I don't know. That's when right. he said that they work together, I was just instantly thinking of the old Smash Brothers commercial with that with what was it Yoshi and and Dong Young in, in the in the meadow or whatever. I don't know. I'm, I'm tired. Go ahead. That's all right. <laughs> yeah, well, yes. to finish up, to finish up uh, Microsoft's uh, raping and pillaging of your pockets, uh, for Games on Demand, on September 8th, you're going to get Sid Meier's Civilization Revolution. You'll be able to download that. On September 15th, you'll get FIFA Street 3. On wow. September 22nd, yeah, on September 22nd, you get Sean White snowboarding. And to wrap up the month, September 29th, you'll get Fable 2 game episodes. The first episode from Fable 2 will be available for free. However, the following chapters will cost you some dough if you wish to continue playing the game. How fucking convenient. (laughs) Wow. I mean, with the exception of Fable 2, I was like, wow, a bunch of Xbox games that I didn't want to buy when they were on the Xbox, I'm suddenly going to want to buy them when they're on the 360. Wow. That's funny shit. But um, 
to close out the gaming news because we got a uh, this is the big thing I was the the big get that I was saving for the end of the segment. The uh, the NPD group released their numbers for the month of August. Of course, the Wii continues to maintain a slim sales lead over the 360 and the PS3. Check out these numbers. The Wii sold 277,400 units. The 360 sold 215,400. The PlayStation 3 sold 210,000. And get wow. you won't even believe this, the PlayStation 2 sold 105,900 units. Still, makes sense. In the month of August of 2009. How are why, how are they still selling? It doesn't make any sense. Because there the PS2 go. still has there's the PS2 in a way still has better games than the PS3. <laughs> Wow, that so the PS2 has a video game library of over two thousand games. You gotta yep. also consider that. Yeah, and it's cheap, and it's cheap. Thanks me for for keeping that going instead of giving us backwards compatibility back. Oh yeah, of course. But you know what it is? That's more market share for them because they'll just be like, think about it. Every system that has every every household that has a slim PS3 right now will probably buy a PS2 to play the old games because it's cheap. So Sony's getting double the money. Double your pleasure. Double your fun. Think about it. You know, putting cost aside, I know, Ant, you bought the uh, the PS3 Slim. You know, for... that would you would you entertain the the thought of buying a PS2 since it's a hundred bucks for some of those other PS2 games? Uh, that's a hard one to really answer right now. Um, probably yeah, for a hundred bucks I'd buy a PS2 if there was still a decent amount of new games coming up for it. But the fact that PS2 titles are really running slim, it doesn't make sense to even spend a hundred bucks in the system right now. Because I know there's a 2,000 game library that's already out for it. I mean, like, people want to want to play new games. I want to play new games. So that's the reason why I would just stick with the PS2 Slim. And if I could have the backwards compatibility in it, then I'd be able to, to go back and, if I really wanted to, play the, the old PS2 games. But going out and buying a new PS2 for, for old games, it just doesn't seem like it makes too much sense to me. Well, you know, that's why I asked you that, because you know what it is? The, and and I see this is going to be Sony's trump card. When the PS2 is at the end of its shelf life, which I guarantee you they'll probably keep it around for another year, they're going to go at like least. this. Huh? At least. Yep, they're going to go like this. Oh, yeah. By the way, guys, in the PlayStation Network store, we're opening a new aisle. It's going to be called the PlayStation 2 PlayStation 1 store where you'll be able to download and buy any of your favorite games to play on your PlayStation 3. Boom, end of story. That's what's going to fucking happen. That actually might happen because they were talking about making software emulation for the PS2 games, but they're they're not far along with it right now. That's it. I guarantee you probably within the next two years, if I'd say at least 25 to, to, to 50% of the PlayStation 2 library will be on the PlayStation Network store. To download. Here's a question I have when it, when it comes to digital digital downloads of, of already owned hardware games. Like you have the PSP Go and and you can't play your UMD games anymore. I don't know how it works or how it's going to work. I don't even know if it doesn't doubt yet. But still, like 
if October you own 1st. Bunch, yeah, if you own a bunch of UMD games, are you going to be able to just download them for free, or you have to rebuy them over again? Like the same thing for PS2 games on on the PS3. Like if you own a library of like 100 games, will you have to rebuy them just so you can download them to your system? You know, I, I, it's funny. I, I hadn't even I hadn't even looked at it from that standpoint. And it should be interesting to see how they're going to cover their asses with that October 1st when the go comes out. Because, dude, uh, once again, dude, you're fucking on point today. I hadn't even thought of that. It's like, oh, yeah, what are you going to do with all these UMD? Oh, I don't have a UMD slot. Oh, <laughs> I got an idea. Fucking coaster for my coffee mug. But uh, Nintendo does with the DSi, like with the GBA slot. You have all those GBA games? Oh, sorry, you can't play them at all on your new. Oh yeah, yet. take those, take take the GBA games and fucking, you know, send them to Africa, you know, <laughs> so that little kids, little kids in Africa can enjoy them. Like you know, it's like way, it's like way to go. <laughs> it's like, it's like thanks for taking you know, two two and three hundred dollars worth of Game Boy games and telling me that they're fucking worthless now. Thanks, and now, now I'm gonna deal. need two Game Boys to play them. Here's the deal. When the PSP Go comes out, they're going to have a competition. Uh-oh. Take as many UMDs as you own, which for the average person is maybe like two, and whoever can shove the most of them up their asshole without freaking dying wins and gets that many games free from the, P- the PSN store. That's pretty funny. Well, you know what? Uh... It's starting to get a little saturated. Let's see. We got a we got another caller. Let's see who it is. You're on the air. Who's this? Guess who's back? That's me. How you know? Hey man, welcome back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I it's just funny. had to take a couple of shots, and now I'm driving home. Oh, that's Ow. fantastic. Way to go. Yeah, children. All right. Well, you... don't, don't drink and drive. A bad thing. Yes. Please. Anyway, so you guys are talking about uh, UMDs, and uh, I'm guessing uh, digital uh, digital copies, well, we now, were... right? Well, we were talking about uh, the numbers that the MPD put out this week, and it kind of started drifting away from uh, the task at hand. But now that you called in, I can, we can uh, move the topic on course. Um, the numbers for the Nintendo DS slash DSi, they sold 552,900 units. That's, du- that's nearly double. That's you know, almost double what the Wii sold on just the DS and the DSi. The PSP has 140,300. It's a it's a damn shame when the DSI can just come in and just fucking crush everything. Wow. It's it's ridiculous. And uh, oh yeah, of course it's the new gadget syndrome, of course. But um, of course in software sales, here are the fun numbers. Madden, of course, was number one with 928,000 copies. But we sports resort in city game stuff. That's right. We sports resort had seven hundred and fifty-four thousand copies sold. And then, in third place, Madden for the PS3 had six hundred and sixty-five thousand copies. That doesn't count. Well, it gets better. Arkham Asylum for the 360 sold three hundred and three. Arkham Ooh, Asylum yeah. for the PS3 sold two hundred and ninety thousand. Take that, Joker. <laughs> Which is weird because, you know, the PS3 had more content. So it's crazy that they actually didn't sell as many as the 360. But this uh, goes back to the online thing, you know, where 
you know, it's nice when you get all those little Xbox achievements. So, you know, I can understand the motivation about people buying certain titles on the 360. But it gets worse because Madden NFL 2010 for the PS2 sold 160,000 copies. I I can't even... I, I can't even bitch about it, dude. I don't think about it. I think uh, the PS2 is not going to go anywhere as long as brothers keep buying that Madden on the PS2. That's true. Third world countries that still own a PS2. I mean, like the PS2 in the third world countries, like for us, like a PS3. That's right. <laughs> oh, but it gets better. To close out the list, the uh, city of the Final Fantasy game for the PSP moved 130,000 copies. We Fit still going strong, 128,000 copies for the month of August. And then the last two, you won't even believe this, Mario Kart for the Wii, 120,000 copies. Over a year old. Wow. And, and, and Fossil that. Fighters on the DS, DSi moved 92,000 copies. I have no idea what Fossil Fighters is, dude. I have zero clue. Hold on, hold on, one at a time. Go ahead, Ant. I think I heard of that game. There's like three other games just like it. I think it's like a, a game where you dig up fossils with the stylus, and you have to, to fight them with other people on, on, the, uh, on the Internet or whatever. I don't know if that's how it goes, but there's like four other games just like it. So why the hell is that one making so much money? Dude, no idea, but it, it, I love looking at MPD numbers because you see the utter fuckery that we as, as consumers put ourselves in because it's like, oh, why is the PS2 still selling? Well, gee, 160,000 copies of Madden will kind of make a manufacturer say, hey, we should keep this out there a little longer. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like we, we fucking sabotage ourselves. It's like, all right, we want the PS2 to go away. But not with, not with 160,000 copies of fucking Madden in the belt. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not putting that shit on the shelf. It, it's crazy. But uh, those... Go ahead, dude. The PS2 came out before the GameCube and before the Xbox. They're not making games for either of those consoles anymore. They're still making for nope. the PS2. Yes, sir. So those wonderful numbers will be the closing out of uh, the game segment. We have, uh, there's 51 minutes of show left, so let's get into this movie news and the question of the week. Uh, to start the movie news off, uh, Final Destination was the top spot for this week in the box office. They earned $12.4 million. It's made $47.5 million in two weeks. The film had a budget of $40 million, so it's already profitable. I'm more than sure that they're going to crank out another Final Destination. They're going to say no. But they will. Uh, the piece final. of garbage. What was that? Another five. The final destination. Yeah, yeah the, the final, final destination. It should be the end of it. Yeah, it should be the end. But I. But dude, when your movie's already seven and a half million dollars over, and that's all money that you're making now, and it's only the second week, there'll be another one. <laughs> I'm sure that forty but, grand, um, like. Kind of Added in like the whole entire 3D uh, advertisement, you know, like how like yeah, probably. Final Destination is like all you know, you know, taking that whole spin of like 3D, dying 3D. Ow. It shouldn't, but, be, it shouldn't um, be Final Destination. It should be halfway there. 
That's it. Oh, but oh, it, get, it gets better. The number two movie this week was all about Steve. That jizz bag, shit bag movie with Sandra Bullock and Brandy and Bradley Cooper was number two. It uh, made eleven point two million dollars, and uh, it had the highest per theater average of any film in the top ten. It made four thousand nine hundred and seventy six dollars per theater. What a piece of shit! Once again, we as consumers are awful because that movie looks dreadful. We better but, uh, all it gets do better. Something the day it comes out. Oh yeah, of course. Well. Inglorious Bastards stayed at number three. It earned ten point eight million dollars. It's made uh, ninety one million in three weeks. Uh, the film had a budget of seventy million dollars. It's already profitable, twenty one million in profit. So Quentin Tarantino once again gold at the box office. Gamer came in at number four with the nine million dollars. District Christ. Nine fell to number yeah District Five District Nine fell to number five this week. They uh, had seven million. In four weeks, it's made $101.2 million. And you'll love this, guys. The film had a budget of $30 million. Ooh, Jesus. Yeah, and it made 101. So those guys are fucking counting the money right now. Yeah, they Halloween, two, Halloween 2 dropped three spots to number six. It earned $5.6 million. It's made 25.6 in two weeks. Film had a budget of fifteen million, so I guarantee you that Halloween 3D that they want to make will be coming out. Julia and Julia, another fucking romantic girl movie, uh, five point two million dollars. It made seventy eight point eight in five weeks. Movie had a budget of forty million dollars. That shit is making a profit. Wow. GI Joe dropped to number eight. It earned five point one. It had hundred and thirty nine point five million dollars in five weeks, but. Guess what? The film had a budget of $175 million, so that shit ain't making no profit yet. I think maybe in two more weeks they might break even. The Time Traveler's Wife uh, made $4.2. It was number nine. It uh, made $54.5 million in four weeks. film had a budget of $40 million, so boom, they, they, they made their money back. You know, they made a little money. Extract came in at number 10 and debuted with $4.1 million. Now... Looking at looking at those numbers, it's it's insane that the more quality movies that people think are really really good aren't posting as high as the mindless shit that people watch. Because Final Destination, you know, I'd go see it. You know, it's hokey 3D shit. But after you strip away the hokey 3D shit, it's just another lame ass Final Destination flick. Yep. And, and you know what they do. They get no-name actors, you know, that they fucking pay them chump change. So they get to keep a large portion of that money. You know what? I, I don't, I, I can't, re- like, I'm trying to think right now, like, I can't think of any other horror movie that released before The Final Destination. I mean, it's been a while since, like, uh, there was a premiere of, like, a horror movie. Well, what was that there one? There was one coming tomorrow. Ooh, well, Drag Me to Hell, up. Drag Me to Hell got a lot of fanfare because it was a Sam Raimi movie. Like, well, yeah, but was that one that just came out? I I saw it. I can't remember what it was called. Where it was like this guy goes in and, and locks people in their house and says a booby trap. Oh, the collector, the collector. Yeah, that movie, that movie was horrible. Well, well you know, it's horrible. Well, you know what it is. Horror movies have a niche, and I guarantee you, now that it's getting closer to Halloween, 
you know, you're going to start seeing, you know, the Saw movie, of course, is coming out next month. You're going to definitely see an influx of garbage horror movies mixed in with one or two good ones. But at the end of the day, it seems that mindless, mindless drivel is uh, king at the box office. I'm very surprised that District 9 is fucking making all this buku money because I started watching it. It's a, you know, it's a very deep flick and it has some crazy, you know, it has a crazy message behind it to, you know, to even dip into it any further. But um, to move on from the fucking, uh, the rest of the movie news, of course, with uh, Marvel merging with Disney, Pixar is already talking about making the Ant-Man movie. So, which I which I called it last week. I said Pixar was going to start getting their hands on some Marvel shit. So the Ant-Man movie, they're, they're still debating whether it's going to be a CG animation film or if it's going to be a live-action project, but... Rather be it, it, and, and, so, and so it begins. What was that, Hyena? Netflix says it's live-action, because, I mean, Ant-Man, who later becomes giant, uh, giant Man, is part of the Avengers. I mean, they already have the Thor movie that's coming out. They have Iron Man 2 that's coming out. Uh, what else is coming out that's part of the Avengers? Captain, of, Captain America. Captain America. Oh. I mean, they're, they're getting ready... For that 2011, I'm guessing 2011, 2012 release of the Avengers movie. Indeed, yeah, trying to get, like all the heroes in and introduce them to uh, you know the general population. Yep, it is true that 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 is exactly the avenue they're going. But you know what it is, Ant Man for all intents and purposes. I mean, let let let's be real here. Ant Man is a fucking bit player. He's like fucking Aquaman. It's like, yeah, you're there, but you're not really, but you're not really, you're there, but you're not really cool. Oh, what's your power? I talk to bugs. All right, asshole, stand over here. What do you do? I talk to fish. All right, fuckhead, you stand over here. It's like, think about it. You know, they could actually do the Ant-Man movie animated and then just slip them in the Avengers movie. Like, oh, yeah, who's that guy? Oh, yeah, it's me, Ant-Man. Nobody gives a shit, you know? You can, oh, He's one of those. And I feel bad, you know, because it's like, yeah, he is critical to the Avengers, but it's like, what do you do? You shrink. What good is that? Oh, I can fit through a keyhole and unlock a door. Really? Really? You can also hide in your wife's underwear. You know, you can hide in your wife's underwear for a day. Wow. It's fucking awful. It's like, of all that characters you want to make a movie about, you want to make a movie about a guy that talks to bugs? Really? the fuck, man? It's like making a movie about Aquaman. It's like, all right, we're going to watch this guy talk to fish for two hours. <laughs> Look at me, I have a trident, and I talk to fish. It's like, Free go wolf. wash your ass and comb your hair, you bastard. It's like, who gives a shit? Worthless-ass characters. Fucking Ant-Man and Aquaman. The little, little kid from Free Willy grew up. Ugh. 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 Oh, but, but it gets better because, of course... You know, whenever I do movie news, it starts off good and it just spirals into a vortex of shit. <laughs> and of course, you know, last week I I made the uh, I made the mention of a new Rambo movie, Rambo Five. So Sylvester Stallone took the opportunity and and got with Ain't It Cool News to uh, discuss Rambo Five. He said that the film Rambo is going to get a 22 year old sidekick by the name of Bo Bradley. But uh, besides yeah, that, sure. bes- You guys are going to love the plot of this movie. Sylvester Stallone says this. John Rambo could track anyone or anything on Earth. Now the military desperately needs for him to do a mission 
Uh, you got to stop laughing because otherwise I won't be able to fucking read it. <laughs> I'm anyway, sorry. It, it was, uh, yeah, so Rambo could track anyone or anything on Earth. Now the military desperately needs him for a mission that his ultra-sensitive instincts tell him he should refuse. Uh, get this, a beast is loose somewhere north of the Arctic Circle. Oh, Jesus it has already... Oh, no, hold on, hold on. It has already decimated a secret research facility and annihilated a squad of elite military guards. And the raging creature is headed south towards civilization, ready to wreak bloody devastation. It's the job that Rambo and his 22-year-old hunting partner can't turn down. But they, they and a team of highly skilled special forces kill team discover that the prey is beyond their wildest fears. A half-human abomination created by a renegade agency through a series of outlawed genetic exper- experiments. Oh, it's this man's cunning, a predator's savageness, and prehistoric power that has transcended the ages. And even if Rambo and Bo, Bo survive, it's unrelenting hunger for human blood, they'll still have to confront the grim reality that it may have grown immortal. I can't oh, even believe... I, I can't even believe I just wasted oxygen reading <laughs> this shit. Oh my god. You, you go from Rambo you go from Rambo killing, you know, brown Asians in Rambo in John Rambo to, off the to, fucking, to fucking killing the Wendigo. What the Rambo, fuck happened? Rambo's hunting the Chupacabra. <laughs> Thank you. When when did Rambo start fighting the Chupacabra? When did Rambo fucking fight Sasquatch? What the fuck is Sylvester Stallone smoking? What is wrong with him? Did you break that script? Uh, because I, I mean, I, dude, I, I can imagine. Like, uh, Go ahead. Uh, I, I could have sworn that you know, like the first Rambo, like uh, First Blood, and like uh, Rambo Two, uh, Sylvester Stallone like wrote. But I mean, like oh, he wrote. He just said. Well, he wrote those two, and he wrote the last one, which is John Rambo. He wrote that one, which was fucking fantastic. I actually watched it on Blu-ray, and I was like, wow. I need to buy this movie because there's a lot of motherfuckers getting killed. But um, I mean, the storyline is kind of deep too. It's kind of like you know, like here, here you are, you you've devoted your life. It's it's basically the whole entire Metal Gear Solid mentality. It's like you've lived your life of war. Here you are, you you know nothing but killing. But then like you go back to society. How do you function as like, you know, as a as a normal, you know? And then you kind of have a, you know, the the last Rambo where he's just kind of like. He's just, like, push himself, uh, you know, from society, period. But then, like, somehow he ends up interacting again and whatnot. But it just sounds like this new Rambo movie is just, like, sounds like Sly just hired, like, a a team, you know, just to oh, write, dude. like, something. I can't, e- I can't even believe, and it was funny because as I was preparing the notes for the show, I'm saying to myself, this can't be real. You gotta be fucking kidding me. So of course exactly. I go to Ain't It Cool News and I read it and I'm like, Oh my god, he's fucking serious. It's like it's like a movie you watch on the sci fi channel. And I can imagine Stallone in his fucking voice like Well, you know what happens? Rambo's gonna go into the into this in South America and then when he comes from South America he's gonna go to Antarctica and fight Sasquatch and he's gonna stab him with a knife and he's got his partner Bo Bradley. It's going to be great, I'm telling you. It's going to be really deep. It's like, it's like, get off the crack, motherfucker. You do fucking The Expendables. 
and then you do this shit. How do you go from the Expendables to this shit? What, what, what the never fuck gonna come out. I'm going to say it again. The Expendables is never coming out. It's never going to be made. It's a fantasy dream movie. It's never going to be done. That's it. End of story. I, I like I like how you how you make it how you just poo poo on the dreams of the Expendables, but um I can't I can't fucking stay on this Rambo shit because it's gonna fucking ruin the last thirty eight minutes of the show. But um, let's talk about a couple of movies that are coming out this month. Uh, let me just let me let me just wrap this up and definitely I'll 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 hear what you gotta say, but um. Resident Evil, of course, is going to send out another Resident Evil flick, you know, to to pollute our to pollute our eyes. But uh, guess what? Of course, right after they finish putting that Resident Evil out, they're going to reboot the whole franchise. How about that? Talk about making so the new gonna... Resident Evil three D. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna make this last Resident Evil movie with Mila Jovovich, and once they're done with it, they're gonna reboot the franchise and put out another one. You mean like two more? Well, yeah, how, how crazy that? Oh well, it, it it gets you know. I couldn't even believe that, and I just I just I, I'm not even going to get into it because that, like I said, it's going to take up 20 minutes of me screaming into the microphone. But um, oh, it, it gets better. It gets better because there's going to be a new Judge Dredd movie. How about that? Uh, <laughs> is Rob Schneider going to be in it? No. But um. To close out uh, this week's uh, movie news, of course, last week, Disney bought Marvel. We all know that. This week, uh, Warner Brothers decided to take an active stance in owning DC, and they've restructured the company, creating DC Entertainment. So, next, month, next year, when they celebrate their 75th anniversary, they're going to release a whole bunch of shit to push DC Comics forward to compete, of course, with Marvel being acquired by Disney. Some of the projects they got coming out is going to be Human Target, which is going to be a television series, which is coming out on Fox. Uh, Midnight Mass, which is a series that's being developed for television for the 2010-2011 season. Jonah Hex, which they, they quoted as a supernatural western with Josh Brolin, Megan Fox, and John Malkovich. That finished uh, production. Wow. They're gonna do a. They're gonna do an action adventure movie called The Losers. Uh, they of course plug the Green Lantern flick, which uh, Ryan Reynolds is gonna be playing Green Lantern. That's gonna come out in 2011. And of course, my favorite movie, The Lobo movie. They plug that. And uh, you know they plug the animated Green Lantern release as well as Batman: Brave and the Bold, which is on the Cartoon Network. They also made sure to take the opportunity to plug the success of Arkham Asylum. So right now, of course, it's a pissing contest. Warner Brothers is like, oh, yeah, we're, uh, we're restructuring DC, and we're going to make DC its own entity. In other words, they're going to try and do like Marvel's doing with uh, the Hulk and Iron Man. It's all going to start taking place in the same universe. It's like way to fucking duplicate the shit that just happened. But... You know, they're going to start releasing more news probably for the 75th anniversary, you know, next year. So it should be interesting to see how DC is going to compete now that Marvel and Disney are fucking one unit. We're going to see how they compete. And, of course, the closeout. Go ahead, dude. What were you saying? So are we looking at possibly a a real Justice League movie coming out in, like, 2012? 
You never know, especially now that they're doing all this restructuring. But, uh, oh, it gets better. Warner Brothers took the opportunity also to discuss, and this was in Variety, that they are going to let the option for the Masters of the Universe movie lapse. I didn't even know they were going to do that. And uh, it was in development since 2007, and they just, they're letting the rights lapse, and Mattel is going to try and set up the film elsewhere. And the guy, get this, the guy that directed Kung Fu Panda is expected to direct Masters of the Universe. I have nothing more to say. So I'm just going to keep it moving. Uh, Disney right. also... Huh? That's actually all right, because Kung Fu Panda wasn't a horrible movie. Oh, no, it wasn't, but it's just like... I can't. I'll, I'll save it for next week. <laughs> um, Disney, of course, took the opportunity to counteract that by announcing that they're going to do a second Cars movie. And it's going to discuss uh, the. It's going to take place in Europe, and they're going to do the race of champions, and it's going to take place in Germany, Italy, France, England, and also in Japan, and it's going to have a little side story with the uh, with the hillbilly tow truck with Mater, and all the little trouble that he gets into. So I guarantee you that movie's going to make a hundred million dollars because every kid I know loves cars, and it's supposed to be out in summer 2011. And the. Uh, the last two wonderful things, uh, they're going to do a second Hancock movie. Charlize mm-hmm. Theron already confirmed that she will be back. But uh-huh. now they're saying that there's going to be a third immortal, a third immortal character that's going to be in the mix that may uh-huh. be, you know, a villain. So who knows? Fucking Hancock. Here's, the, here's, the, here's my opinion on that. Hancock started off good, and then it just ended terribly. It, 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 fantastic for the first half hour, and then I'm like, ugh. And the last thing, uh, coming soon, got the opportunity to speak with the uh, Disney CEO at a recent expo in Anaheim, and they asked him, you know, what's going to happen now that Disney owns Marvel? And right off the bat, he stressed that Disney does not want to make any major changes to Marvel. Eager stressed the uh, notion that the fans can expect Marvel to continue to operate as it has always, as, as it has always done before. He said, we're not planning on any Disneyfication of Marvel. Our intention is to keep Marvel as an entity. He also went on to explain that he met many of the Marvel talents as well as a lot of their artists and is looking for ways to integrate them into the Disney family, uh, primarily with Pixar, and he hopes to at some point do some cross-pollination, but it's something that he's not going to be doing in the long term. Uh, He also reiterated that part of the thing with Marvel is the deal designed to play out in the long run. And what they're going to do is Disney's going to have to wait until some of the Marvel deals already in place with other studios and theme parks work their course. And until then, there isn't much planning to be done. So odds are, you know, a lot of people were talking about Universal and the Islands of Adventure. Something tells me that once that little deal expires, you're going to start seeing more Marvel shit at Disney World. Definitely see that happening. And I have a feeling that a lot of these uh, studios that own most of these Marvel properties, as soon as the time is up, Disney's going to snatch them shits right back in-house to make more money. Yep. In fact, it, it kind of makes me think about what's going to happen to Islands of Adventure. Like, will they still allow them to, to have all, the, all those Marvel rides, or would they have to like, take, them, take them back? Like, I'm pretty sure they make an agreement to where all the profits that Islands of Adventure makes will go to to Disney World, but like still, I don't. It just seems like there's going to be something bad happening to to Universal Studios and Islands of Adventure. 
I think what's going to happen is they're going to let um, let him have, and, you know, um, Dark Helmet mentioned it in the chat, they're probably going to have, they're going to probably let him hold on to it for a while until they realize that they're losing money. And then they're just going to be like, oh, yeah, that little agreement you guys had with Marvel, oh, yeah, that shit expired uh, last year. So uh, y'all better start finding new shit to take its place because we're going to find a way to start taking some of this shit out. You never know. I mean, you know, um, one of the, you know, Dark Helmet says in the chat that since he works for Universal Studios that Disney can do nothing east of the Mississippi. You know, and that's fine. But what's to stop them from doing anything west of the Mississippi? You know? It, it, I'm more than sure they're going to they're gonna find a way to definitely yank some of their shit out of Universal, but they're just going to bide their time. So they're going to tell them, like, look, make all this money now because when the time is up, we're taking our shit back. And that's pretty much the end of the movie news. Uh, Slick, you had something to add? Yeah, there's this movie coming out tomorrow that I guess I haven't been watching TV because I literally just heard about it today. Kate Beckinsale in Whiteout, which from the previews, it looks like it's supposed to be a horror movie, but I see that it's not. She's a U.S. Marshal, the only U.S. Marshal assigned to Antarctica. Okay, right there, you done lost me. Why the fuck is a U.S. Marshal assigned to Antarctica? She's investigating a murder. She must capture the murderer within three days before the start of the Antarctic winter, because as you all know in the polls, nighttime lasts for six months. And there's no yeah, 30 left. days of night all over again. The only thing I heard, the only thing I heard was Kate Beckinsale on a pole. Oh boy! <laughs> all right, all right. Let's not get sidetracked. Well, they, it is listed as an R-rated movie with partial nudity. So, I mean, I guess the biggest thing to look forward to is the possibility of Kate Beckinsale naked again. So, it'll other be than an that, ass shot. let's be let's be realistic. It'll be an ass shot, you know, or side boob. Let's be let's be, let's be the, Let's be legitimate here. I mean, you know, let, we got to call a spade a spade. And the fact yeah. is that that women, women, you know, uh, women can always say what they want but about advertising, especially when it's geared toward men. But you know what it is? We're very visual, and we only respond to shit that's in front of our face. You know, you can have a – put it like this. You can have a, a woman, and this is a little off topic, but you can have a chick talk dirty to you on a phone. And you might sport some wood. But if somebody throws a magazine in front of you with a chick naked, you'll be mahogany before the magazine hits your lap. You know, it's just because, because we're, we're, we're visual creatures. And as such, and I noticed that especially with Whiteout, you know, they show a lot of Kate Beckinsale, you know, in every shot. Like, it's not the plot of the movie. It's like, hey, it's Kate Beckinsale and it's cold and it's the wintertime. She's going to be in a coat, but guess what? We'll find a way to make her sexy. Come and watch exactly. it. Come and watch it. You know, it's it, it, it's funny because they know, you know, what they market it visually. It's like uh, like Jennifer's Body with Megan Fox, the horror movie. They're marketing that to all the little the little young guys who are so hung up on her that they're gonna go see it because they're like maybe she'll get naked. And it's like when they go to see the movie, naked. they'll be she's not. So you're gonna be disappointed. But um, let's move into this week's uh, letter bag. Of course, well, before you uh, do that, there was one more movie. Oh, yeah, go ahead, dude. I apologize. Go ahead. This one actually looks like it might be promising, but then again, it might not. 
Let's Again, see. a movie that I just heard about today, Pandorum, which I don't know what the fuck that's supposed to be, but I guess they're saying it's like a mix of freaking Alien and 30 Days it's of Night space. and a whole bunch of shit. It's Dead Space, the movie. It's pretty much Dead Space. All I can really like, say from what I saw on the show is that it looked just like Doom. Dead Space go. with Dead audio, space. I guess. There you go, Dead Space and Doom. Hyena said it good, and Ant said it in addition. But um, I think that Pandorum looks promising because it has that vibe. I don't know if any of you guys ever saw Event Horizon. Yes. Yes. It has that vibe, and Event Horizon is one of those movies. It's a gem in the sense that you initially start watching the movie, and you go, ugh, another sci-fi flick. You know, but then you really sit down and watch it, and you realize that movie is fucked up. It's like, yeah. hey, this guy ripped out his own eyeballs. How about that? It's like, oh, shit, you know, like, you don't expect stuff like that. But um, I kind of see Pandorum being more leaning towards that, and I definitely don't see Whiteout making as much money because they're not marketing the movie. They're, they're marketing it in a very vague sense. You know, so, like... Uh, one of the guys in the chat said that it, it, it's it's a survival movie. Some people are saying it's a horror movie. You don't know what the fuck it is. So it's like, all right, what am I going to go watch? Am I going to watch something like Deep Impact, or am I going to watch some shit like 30 Days of Night, you know, because each of, the, each, each of those movies has their own types of fans. You know, as far as I know, when I saw the trailer, it was way too vague, because it's like, what are you going to do? when it's completely white out and there's no sun. You know, it's like, uh, put on a coat and not go outside. I don't know. You know, like, like they, didn't really, they didn't really put it out there like that, you know. Waffles says on, on the chat that it is a survival movie, but if you watch, there's two trailers for it. If you watch one trailer, it is more survival-based, but the second trailer definitely is like, they're not alone. And it's like, all right, there's some monster out there killing everyone. We get it. Well, seeing it's like it's marked by IMDb as like a drama and a thriller. What the fuck? Well, IMDb is like fucking Wikipedia sometimes with their shit. Yeah. It says action, crime, drama, thriller. Action, crime, drama, thriller. Those are the those are the genres that's listed under. So it's like Maybe they're out there with an inmate. Oh God. <laughs> I like I like fucking goes, Oh God, we're doomed. <laughs> I like that. He's just like we're doomed. We're so done. But um So check out at, at, at in short, check out Pandorum, don't check out Whiteout. Let's put it that way. And anyone I I just want to know if anyone's seen nine yet. Not yet. I'm going to try and see it. I mean, I think it looks pretty cool in concept. A lot of people have been saying that it's visually really nice, but story-wise, it's shit. But, wow. you know, I want to res- reserve my own judgment because people say that about Nightmare Before Christmas. Like, it was very visual. And, you know, look at the following Nightmare Before Christmas has many years later. It's weird that, you know, it ha- you know I see Nine becoming that type of a movie where people be like, eh, it was okay. And ten years from now, you'll see people wearing nine sweatshirts and nine hoodies and nine hats. Like, that's where I see it going. Well, that's good. Like, I'm going to see it tomorrow. I'm just, I just want to know if anyone out there is, 
like has seen it and has anything to say. But I know we don't have much time for all that, so I don't know why I was even asking. Uh, it's all right. All right, we got uh, 20 minutes of show, and uh, I think Waffles is on the line. Let's see. You're on the air. Who's this? I'm crying. Damn, I've been on hold since the Rhyme Bowl chat. Dude, I apologize. My fucking switchboard, I don't. It doesn't scroll all the way down, so I didn't see you in there. But I checked, I saw in the chat. What's up, dude? What do you got? Well, I was gonna bring up again from the Rambo chat. I was start saying, why are they making more sequels? And of course, those off stories. How I mentioned earlier on, they made Rambo's kid. I don't know if any of you guys heard of that movie, that Chief Knockoff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- th- there was something they were talking about that. But I I did I kind of glanced over it yeah where they want to do something like a kid and Rambo yeah it's like the same with Ace Ventura they made the son of Ace Ventura and with the mask as well they're making like these cheap knockoff movies they're making all these sequels Hollywood is just basically running out of ideas well I think that's where the bow guy comes in his hunting partner you know his hetero life mate I'm more than sure that the bow the bow guy is the setup for you know, maybe Rambo fucking finally dies in this one. Maybe he gets eaten by the fucking monster. You know, like, maybe that's probably how it's going to go, and they're kind of setting it up where, you know, he adopts this guy, and this kid will be Bo Rambo. Wow, that sounds like a porn actor name. Bo yeah, Rambo. Wow. <laughs> but um, definitely have to agree with you. You know, it's, it's always lack of originality, and it's something that I beat to death every week on this show, so I'm not going to do it. But um, while I have all of you guys on the air, I can actually go into the letter bag. Uh, last week, I asked you guys, you know, what's one, what's a, what are some gaming essentials that you need when you're playing video games in terms of, like, food, snacks, and stuff? And my basis for the question was, of course, me go, still at war with the Center of Disease Control article. And I just wanted to hear, you know, the insight of some of you guys in terms of, you know, when you're gaming, when you're getting in a, a good gaming session, what are you doing? You know, are you, do you, you know, is it Mountain Dew? Is it chips? Is it pizza? Like, you know, let's go around the table. Who wants to go first? I will. Go ahead, dude. Right, well, for, for me, anytime I, I game, I, I make sure I bring over my little, I don't know what kind of chair it is. Like, like I don't really know the names of furniture, but it's, it's kind of like a couch, but it's only one seater. But I usually just, like, I'll, I'll heave that over in front of the TV, and I sit, like, maybe, like, a foot and a half away from my TV. So I get the whole nice. perspective. Everything's in my face. And I'll have like a, a, a cup of food, and that's all I really need for gaming. Or like if I'm, if I'm by myself or if I have people sleeping, I'll get my surround sound headphones and plug those things in because I like to be really immersed. And that's all nice. I really need to game is just my, my good soda, my headphones, and being close enough with a comfortable chair. I don't need... And your and, and your, and your Sibian chair. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You set yourself up for that, dude. You were like, oh, then my, 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 I pull my chair over. You know, it's my my solo chair. I don't know what type it is. And I said, all right, it's got to be a chair with a dong on it. <laughs> I, I figured it would, it would make you laugh. Get the hell out of here. I only play the Reds with that thing. Nice. But, uh, uh, all right, who's need. next? Straight who's next? Big. What about you, Slick? Uh, uh, I mean, mostly, I mean, when I'm really into a game, like, the last few games I've played, I've been really into them. I forget to eat. And if I play to the point where I get tired and I don't want to stop playing, the only thing I break out is the five-hour energy and just keep going. Nice. What about you, Ant? I already went. Oh, that was you? 
<laughs> Jesus Christ, that sounded, that sounded like fucking waffles. I was trying to fucking figure out who was who. No, that wasn't me either. Jesus. All right, like who's this. next? I guess I'll go next. Um, well, for me, I got to go with Anne. Like, I'm the same. I just at least have to have something to drink, and I have to have my chair. So I need something comfortable to sit on, because sometimes I'm on the floor, and I'm just moving too much, and it gets annoying. So all I need is something to drink and a chair. What about you, Hyena? Well, yeah, I usually just get, like, a huge jug of, like, vibrant modern. And I got, like, one of those gaming chairs where, like, the subwoofer's in the back and you got the speakers on the side near the head. Nice. Lucky. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's the same thing I have somewhat. Damn, I mean, fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there, I, I, I honestly can't, other than my phone... I mean, that's all I really have on me, just a controller, drink, and a chair. That's all I need. Nice. What about you, Strider? What do you need? What is an essential for you? I'll be blunt. The only thing I need to enjoy a nice, refreshing uh, hour of video game is my my bed, <laughs> a few soft drinks, and a heart full of gold. Oh God! Give me a fucking break! All right, we got a we got a call we got a caller on hold. Let's see who it is. I think it's Ark. Is this her? Yes, it is. All right, what do you got? I must say, my rituals have changed over the years. Um, I'm sure everybody remembers those Saturday mornings when they woke up to do the whole cartoons, video games, you know, marathon, whatever. My thing was Count Chocula. That was my Cereal, and I fucking ate that cow chocula, and it was balling. That's when I was younger. Nice. As I got a little bit older and I could start affording my own games and things like that, it became Taco Bell. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, God. I know. I would get a shit ton of Taco Bell. And like just like the the chicken soft tacos, and when they came out with it, that Baja Blast Mountain Dew shit. That oh, was, my that God. That was awesome. Now, I don't need a damn thing. <laughs> I don't know what the hell happened. But as a kid, you know, just growing up, it, you know, that, that, was, that was the ritual. And I have a very fond memory um, playing Secret of Mana for the Super Nintendo. Someone Holy brought shit. Up, I don't know who the hell brought it over, but someone brought over a tube of cookie dough. <laughs> it was so hard Give me the chocolate the entire time. That's right. That's crazy. I think I think for me it would uh I think lately it's usually a a bottle a jug of water or a uh, a couple of bottles of green tea. Uh, usually some type of popcorn or some type of blue corn fucking nachos and salsa right. and shit. I try not to really eat a lot while I'm gaming just because. You know, you fucking smear shit on your controller, and usually I, I definitely keep a lot of shit to drink, but th- not too much eating. I think I do more eating when I watch a movie or watch TV, but definitely uh, not as much while I game. But um, do, do a majority of you guys do the fucking the stereotypical Mountain Dew shit, or do you guys just keep it, keep it, you know, what, whatever you guys have it on hand? Is Mountain Dew a staple for you guys? I don't even drink soda anymore. I really don't. I drink Pepsi if we have it. Otherwise, I'll drink like Gatorade or, or water. Nice. I think all of us, we drink whatever you like to drink. You know, 
I mean, shit, if you like drinking Jack Daniels and you want a game, you're going to drink Jack Daniels while you're in, you know? That'll be crazy. I could, just a, just being fucking hammered, crashing a car while you're playing burnout, waiting for the cops to pull you over. You don't know if you're driving for real or not. You're like, officer, I'm so sorry. And you, it's like a fucking, it, there's no one there. Yeah, I can see that gaming with fucking Jack Daniels alcoholics. <laughs> Dude, Mountain Dew is fucking radioactive horse urine. Keep that shit away from me. <laughs> yeah, going into the well, whole thing Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, Ant. So I was like, going into this thing where, like, you like you want to ask us about about the stuff to see if we're all, like, lazy fat asses sitting there with, with food in their mouths and controllers in our hands. Well, like, when it comes to me personally, it, it's like we order, me and my friends always order, like, a pizza or some food when, it, when we have a night out for games and stuff. And as soon as the pizza gets here, we turn the game off and watch a movie because, like, we don't want to get the controllers dirty and we don't want to sit there all night with food going into our mouths for hours and hours while we're playing games because it takes you longer to eat while you're playing games. Exactly. So you're going to keep forever. If I ever want to, if I ever want to trip, because if you are if you're playing like a fighting game or something, you don't need everybody to fucking play that shit. Everyone takes turns, you know. So you got some people snacking while some people, you know, all all the meetup. <laughs> some people were eating. Nice. Some people were were, were playing. Eating so. and drinking while gaming is, in my honest opinion, a bad idea. Like, I, I lost three Dreamcast controllers because I had, like, friends that spaz out when they're playing Marvel vs. Capcom 2, dropping, you know, like, a two-liter of, like, Dr. Pepper on three DC controllers. Oh, my God. That that was grounds for me fucking killing someone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm really particular with that shit, especially if, if I have, like, food and drinks in my house. I'll fucking pause the game and be like, look, let's eat because if you spill anything on my shit, or you, or you dirty anything, I have to kill you. It's mandatory. You're in my house. You dirty my shit. I have to kill you. That's it. So, you know, sign your fucking life away when you walk in because you might not come out. You know, I'm real particular. But the, like I said, my rationale for the question stems from that fact. And, you know, I got uh, some email this week. Uh, we'll start Slick. Slick said uh, he, uh, he forgets to eat or drink unless it's really hot out. He drinks a shitload of water and Powerade, and if he pulls uh, the all-nighters, he'll pick up the uh, the Black Rage Fuel, a.k.a. 5-Hour Energy, which is pretty funny. And uh, Ancient Wolf also wrote in. He said uh, his essentials, and he, I think Ancient Wolf is like a fucking serial killer. Love him to death, but he puts, well, for me, I prefer peace and quiet as the main factor. It's hard for me to get into the zone when people keep asking me questions and whatnot. If I do a marathon session, I usually have some type of drink, usually water with lemon juice and some type of non-messy finger foods like bagel bites, popcorn chicken, or a lean pocket. Sometimes I have some, can- Sometimes I have some candy to munch on too if my sugar drops. Other than those things, I'm set. As long as there isn't some whiny little kid over the headset, if there is, they become my target where I go after them the whole session if they're on another team or if they're on the same team as me. I start griefing, trying to annoy them as I don't care about my own stats. Yeah, something you thought, that, 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 there's some deep-seated issues in that response. <laughs> yes, but, definitely um, something wrong. There's definitely something wrong with the lean pockets. Well, I, I can't shit on the dude for being eating lean pockets. He probably wants to be healthy. But, you know, he, he broke it down. He's like, he wants peace and quiet. Like, he... 
like he's approaching gaming like he's gonna have sex. Like I need peace and quiet, and I need to have a gin and tonic, and my fuzzy slippers, and my robe. You know, like he like he gets into the fucking zone. Like it, that's fucking cool. Like you know, like you had, like to get into the mood to fucking play a game. I come in. Sometimes I don't even change my fucking work clothes. I turn the Xbox on. He gets in the fucking zone. He fucking goes into a hyperbaric chamber and shit. That's <laughs> fucking badass. He gets like now, meditation chamber. Nice. Now, we got uh, ten minutes of show, nine minutes of show left. Uh, next week's question is the following, and you know I'm gonna have to do two. I'm gonna do two separate questions just cause not everybody's a fan of the same shit. Um, for anybody that watches MMA, I'd like to know your top five. Uh, favorite fighters. Real simple. Um, the other question is going to be gamer-based. Um, right now, of course, we all know that they're going to be adding all these additions with motion control. Out of the two systems, uh, PlayStation 3 or Natal, which one is, are you more interested in possibly getting and why? Which of the two? And you guys can... Send in your responses to mtrhost at gmail.com. Uh, definitely would like to start the contest next week. Um, you know, randomly selected email will get a prize. Of course, when you send your email in, please put your real name, uh, your address, and what system you have, and whatever prize for that week. Uh, if you win, I will send it to you. It will either be uh, points of some sort, either Microsoft points or some shit, you know, just to, not only to motivate people to write in, but just because, you know, I want to definitely give something back to the people who've uh, stuck through since the beginning. Um, definitely not going to be posting. What was that? Just your love and attention is good enough. <laughs> yeah, that, that, well, that's nice of you, but, the, you know, motherfuckers that want to be in for the long, raw, the long haul definitely deserve something. So, <laughs> you know, I want to I want, I definitely try and, you know, you know, give something back to the people that have stuck in. That's why, you know, I definitely want to stay giving the question out during the broadcast and not posting it anywhere. Worst case, uh, possibly on the Facebook fan page, and that's a real, real slim chance. But again, you know, you can answer one or both of those questions, and I will randomly select one email uh, next week, and they will get a prize. And uh, that's pretty much it. Um, I want to thank all you guys for calling in. I, I just want to run through the uh, the plugs and whatnot. You guys have anything else to add? Um, is it is it the content starting next week, like you just said, or is it going to start the week after that? It's going to start next week with this question. All right, because I'm writing the, writing the question and the answer right now. I didn't know if I should put my name in the console I have or not. Yep. Put put all your put all your information, and um, it's going to start. You know, the drawing will be next week for this week's question. And um, the final, uh, the announcement that I was planning on making, I'm just going to make it. I uh, am a fan of Spike TV, of course. And um, I'm a fan of The Ultimate Fighter and all their programming. And over the last few weeks, I've uh, become a fan of the show called The Deadliest Warrior. I don't know if any of you guys have heard of it. Yeah, good show, good show. But, uh, yeah. well... I have been uh, talking with the hosts of the Deadliest Warrior over the last few weeks uh, via Twitter, 
and I recently made a request to the Spike TV uh, publicist department, and it looks like I may have them as guests on the show. Either one or both of the guys, uh, hopefully within the next two weeks. Um, I just have to iron out some details and uh, make sure that the show is on point. But, yeah, I'm trying to take it mainstream. That's why I want to definitely start giving stuff back to the people who've been on board so I can try and uh, take the show to the next level. So that is the announcement. Hopefully we will have uh, the guys from The Deadliest Warrior on the show, uh, not only to promote their show, which is going into their second season, but definitely to get some of their insights on uh, you know, gaming, because they are gamers, as well as MMA and uh, all the other fuckery that we talk about. So that's the announcement, you guys. Very nice. Uh, very nice. Which two guys are you bringing in? Like the guy who uh, wrote the program to determine who's the yep. winner in the yep. yep. That's that's who I'm bringing in. That would be Max Geiger, yes. I just jizzed on myself and I forgot to change. <laughs> nice work. I am, uh, it should it should be him and uh, the, uh, the other guy, uh, Jeff. So I'm hoping to get either one or both of them in, like I said, in in two weeks. And can't wait for that. And that's it. Yeah, I figured, figured I'd share it with you guys. I was going to make a whole big thing once it was official, but all I have to do is just iron out a date, and uh, I'll try and have them both on. So there it is, you guys. It's pretty that's sweet. Get, like getting some real celebrities on there, that's pretty pretty nice. Like, um, Now if you can get people like, you know, Cliff Plazinski and stuff, like that would be awesome. But we can deal Well, with dude, that. that's... This is my 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 motivation for the whole thing is I definitely like I said I'm a fan of Spike TV and not for nothing they are a fan of you know most of the things that we do you know they do the video game awards they do the scream awards even though I shit on them they do them you know they actually take time to acknowledge some of our interests so I definitely feel privileged to be able to you know actually try and get something established with them. That's pretty cool. I'm we should we should we should have another we should have another type of segment like you know the deadliest the deadliest developer like Shigeru Yamoto versus Hideo Kojima that would be great. Now you're that's, fucking that's reaching. <laughs> you guys, now you're fucking reaching, Strider. But yeah, that's uh that's pretty much it. Let me just uh, do the rundown for this week's plugs and stuff, and that's the end of the show. I want to thank uh, Slick. Ark, Ant, Waffles, Strider, and of course Hyena for taking time out of his busy schedule of being uh, on the next of America's Best Dance Crew for uh, calling in this week. <laughs> and um, that's it. All right, guys? Good show, good show. I just have one thing to add. That's it. Uh-oh. All right. All right, fellas and lady. What the hell is that? What the fuck is this? No, so I heard that earlier on. Riker and Bracon. Yeah, Bricol- what? I have no idea what that uh, is. Just like one last thing. Uh, TGS coming out in like two weeks. Yep. So, yeah. I mean, maybe do a little coverage, maybe some predictions or something. Oh, God. I remember yeah, I think we had the radio show. We were supposed to do coverage of Comic-Con. That freaking failed. Yeah, we'll I see what happens. Screw you, Alex, if you're listening. Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, 
Anyway, let me just wrap this up since we got two minutes left. Once again, thank you guys, and uh, I'll, I'll see you guys next week. Later. Right. Our pleasure. All right. Peace. Ooh. <laughs> Of course, uh, to close out the show, just want to give a couple of plugs. I want to thank uh, the guys at VGN Radio for always giving me a voice to voice my opinion. Uh, Cleveland Sports Radio, definitely want to thank them. 411 Mania for giving me access to some of their news as well as just being a cool site. OC Remix, E10 Clothing, MMAJunkie.com. You can follow me on Twitter, Akuma25, MySpace, RB19AD. Or you can check out the Facebook fan page. Just type in My Take Radio. Once again, thank you guys for all your support, and thanks for listening. I will see you guys next week. Peace. Come on.